There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app and place a $10 money line wager on any NBA playoff game. If either team hits a three-pointer in the game, you'll win $200 in free bets. Just use code CHAMPION200 when you make your first bet. Sign up now and discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com and use code CHAMPION200 to win $200 in free bets if either team hits a three in any NBA playoff game. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Virginia only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-532-3500. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. But I think the development of full artificial intelligence was now the end of the human race. It's a flying object and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this. Because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Radio. I'm 
your host, Michael Strange. And hello to all of you who might also have troubled minds. What's up, guys? It's Wednesday night, and that's one of the nights we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what those things are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. We are streaming on DLive, we are streaming on Facebook, we're streaming on YouTube, we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, that is a digital radio station, and we're having a good time. We're taking your calls tonight, as always, as part of the transparency process of this show, and the way a conversation should happen, it goes two ways. I'm the guy on the microphone, but that doesn't mean I'm right about everything. Of course, it probably means the opposite. But if we do this together and we have a, a good conversation and we lean on each other, we learn from each other and we grow together. And that's really the, the basis of this show. That's why we've done it in a live format, even in the old days when nobody was listening, when nobody out there heard what was going on. We still had a live phone number and we were taking phone calls. Well, we were begging for phone calls back then. But uh, the point is that uh, it's, you know, it, it, a good conversation goes two ways. And as part of the transparency process, we do have a phone number up. We've always had it up. If you want to be part of the show at any point tonight, you can give us a call at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can join the Discord as well. We have a live Discord running and you can join the show that way. And you can find the phone number and the Discord link at our official website. That would be troubledminds.org. That's troubledminds.org. That has everything you need there. That's got the podcast. That's got uh, the phone number. It's got the Discord link. It's got everything you need to be part of this show, to come uh, join the community and say hi to the uh, lots of smart folks that uh, that have been a part of this journey. Uh, this, this week marks three years three years of this show this uh three week three years ago uh i i got, just got a notification on twitter of all places that said uh yeah congratulations it's your three years ago today this was actually a couple of days ago but three years ago you joined twitter would you like to send out a uh a, a you know anniversary tweet and i was like hell nah <laughs> why would i want to do that but i do want to talk about the the fact that we've been at this three years and i'm very very proud of that try and do anything for three years right trying to try, literally just trying uh, uh i don't know wear the same color socks for three years right it's nearly impossible just because just because of the way life works right it's hard to juggle things all the time it's hard life happens it's, it's really difficult to continue something and uh, keep a project up like this and so I'm very, very proud of that. I, I'd love to thank all the people that were here for all of it as uh, we started with nobody listening, and uh, here we are now. Quite a bit different than that. So thank you guys for all that. Thanks for the good conversation. Let's have another one tonight. Let's have another one tonight. So here's the thing, right? Uh, I was uh, having a uh, speaking of conversations. We were having a conversation a couple nights ago, and this was on the Fringe FM Discord. So if you guys have not joined the Fringe FM Discord, please do. Lots of smart people over there as well. Uh, you can go to fringe.fm slash chat, and that will give you a direct invite to their Discord there. And I'm watching the chat there. I'm watching the chat on Facebook, watching the chat on on uh, DLive and uh, YouTube and everywhere else. So if, you, if you're out there chatting, I'm reading it, and we're, and we're talking about it. But... The subject tonight goes back to that conversation that happened a couple nights back on the Fringe FM Discord. And uh, we had some folks in there talking about uh, animals and how the, the, the animals 
dogs, cats, pets, these, these sorts of things have this bizarre sixth sense, right? And so it kind of kind of got started from there and got me thinking a little bit. And uh, I'd, I'd love to hear your stories tonight. If you guys think that animals, let's say, can see spirits, or do you think that they just have uh, a sort of sixth sense that humans don't have because it's you know innate it's like a natural thing it's built into the what they are and what they do right as you know everybody knows dogs have that superior sense of smell and hearing um you know but uh, they don't uh, they don't make dinner very well so you know there's that but uh you know that's what we're talking about tonight the animals that have a sixth sense and uh do you think uh, there's anything um a little more than scientific about it meaning that uh has you have you ever had a cat that sat there and stared at the corner, right? And just kind of uh, pawed at the air, wondering, wondering what the heck was going on with this cat. But do you think they were seeing something that maybe had crossed over in the dimensional sense? You see what I'm saying? Were they very much like that movie? Uh, what's, the, uh, what's that movie? The, the I See Dead People? The, what's the name of that movie? It's been such a long time. Uh, I can't remember. But you guys know what I'm talking about. Uh, can animals see dead people is there do they have this particular sixth sense that's not natural and uh there's there's plenty of uh plenty of stories plenty of evidence kind of through the through the ages where people have these stories and they've been talking about these things we'll get into familiar spirits guardian angels some of that stuff tonight like there's a little bit of that that kind of has some uh some some synchronicity to this topic but uh so we're looking to hear from you of course love to hear your stories on what you think about this topic if you have um if you have any animals that uh, have maybe in the past been able to uh <laughs> six minute abs i see in the chat guys no uh no uh uh, but but have have do you, you ever had any animals that that were able to maybe sense things that uh, you had not? So let's get into some of this and talk about this tonight. Again, looking to hear from you guys and your stories on this seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. That's seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. I'm gonna start with this. This is uh, from Ranker dot com, and this is just kind of a, a generic list of um, animals that have uh, you know, a scientific type sixth sense, right? Meaning that uh, they can do things that humans can't, of course, because they're animals, you know, we, have, we all have our, our different skills and abilities, right? But um, here we go, just a, just a quick list to kind of round this out and start the conversation here and see that uh, there's, you know, there's lots of uh, critters out there that can do some, some amazing things that uh, humans would consider a sixth sense. But of course, science uh, would kind of differ, right? I mean, you know, I guess it depends on the scientist you're talking to, but, but here's one. So this is from ranker.com. And the first one here is here's some interesting ones. These are not really cuddly pet types, but uh, spiders can measure their prey and predators just by sensing them. And then, so uh, they do possess some truly incredible abilities that, uh, that allow many to sit atop the food chain, and that's the spiders here. Um, all spiders contain a mechanoreceptor organ called slit sensilla, which allows them to sense the smallest physical deformations or strains on their exoskeleton. Spiders also use these organs to judge the size, weight, and perhaps even the kind of prey that gets caught in their web. Their slit sensilla can be so discerning that spiders can tell the difference between a prey a predator, and even a strong gust of wind, 
right? So I think uh, I think given you know spiders are creepy crawly, that's probably not the best example to start with here. Uh, but it is tops on the list, of course, because well, who likes spiders, right? Um, but but anyway, so you get the point. They they're able to sense these things without uh, the standard, you know, uh, five senses of humans, and so of course. Uh, that's kind of what we're talking about tonight. And if animals have these extrasensory um, organs or perceptions or whatever this happens to be, do you think it's all science or do you think it's something else? I, that's really the question tonight. Here we go. How about pigeons? Pigeons are a little more cuddly than, uh, uh, I guess that's a bad word, cuddly for pigeons, but more cuddly than a spider, let's say. But anyway, so uh, uh, one reason pigeons are found in so many parts of the world is because they have incredible migratory power. Thanks to a special sense called magnetoreception, which is a structure in their beaks that contains iron, pigeons can detect the Earth's magnetic field, allowing them to pinpoint exactly where they are and where they need to go. The incre- this incredible skill is one of the reasons why homing pigeons were the first form of airmail, which dates back to 3,000 years ago. One of the coolest instances of homing pigeons was being used to proclaim the champions of the Olympic Games in ancient Greece. And again, this is straight from Ranker.com, a list of uh, animals with a sixth sense. But of course, we're talking about uh, household pets. We'll get to there, and we'll get to we'll get to your stories on that a little bit later. Um, but th- that's the thing is. So as we see, science has really identified that animals all over the animal kingdom have different natural innate abilities. And the question really comes up as, because of this, is it a natural thing that uh, it's been whispered for millennia, basically, that cats or dogs can see spirits? They can see dead people. They can see ghosts. Can they sense this electromagnetic spectrum? Or is there something else going on here, right? That's really, really the question. Here's another one. Uh, and uh, funny, funny, uh, Tim actually just said dolphin hive mind in the chat. Read in the chat, guys. What's up? I see you guys out there. Um, so here's another one. The dolphin's incredible intelligence could be considered a sixth sense on its own, as they are possibly the smartest animals on the planet after humans. But their their actual sixth sense is even more impressive. Dolphins use uh, use of echolocation allow these animals to pinpoint what is in the water with them, including friends and foes. Echolocation relies on producing high-pitched clicks and squeals that travel through the ocean and bounce off obstructions, returning to a receptor in the dolphin's head called a melon. M e l o n. Um, pretty good stuff, right? And that this is you know this list goes on and on and on. There's the there's the pit the pit vipers and there's sharks and all kinds of things, right? And uh, that's that's uh, just a start. Just kind of get this conversation going tonight. The animal kingdom is pretty incredible, and I think that uh, we'd all admit that that there's really, you know, just science is amazing and animals are amazing, and uh, that's that's why we talk about these things because uh, sometimes there's a little more than meets the eye, right? So we've all heard of uh, of uh, witches and their cat familiars, right? Like these types of things. And familiar spirits, which we'll get into in the second half here. We'll kind of get into some of this other stuff. But that's so that's the question tonight. We all know the animal kingdom has all kinds of incredible sixth sense, right? Sixth senses that humans would consider as such. Like Dennis has, says in the, in the chat there, bats have radar, right? And and there's a ton. There, there are a ton of these uh, type of uh, instances that you can kind of point to different animals in the animal kingdom that have these incredible abilities. But uh, what about the good old house cat, right? What about the good old, um, 
<laughs> the good old dog, the good old canine rover, right? Interesting that uh, we were kind of talking a little bit about this uh, last night with bringing bringing back uh, the carrier pigeon, and they end up uh, the homing pigeon. They end up uh, right here on the, the same list. We were talking about uh, um, the de extinction last night and being able being able to bring back. Uh, animals, extinct animals, um, using their DNA. So interesting that uh, the same the same critter kind of comes up two nights in a row on this list here. Um, so d- definitely good stuff. Lots of lots of good stuff in the chat. Kind of reading this, uh, scanning, trying to keep up. Uh, what's up, MJ? Says I used to re- rescue pigeons. Oh, there you go, there you go. Right. So I'm sure. I'm sure. I don't know a lot of a lot about pigeons in particular, but I'm sure that they they have uh, probably a, a an amazing amount of uh, you know that quote sixth sense. Right. Let's see. There's some more here. Let's uh, keep going down on the list. Just to, just again, just to start this conversation and really throw a kind of a wide net out there about what kind of animals have what what abilities, right? And then we're going to be able to maybe home that into cats and dogs and the rest of this stuff and really talk about if uh, if this is real, if, uh, you know, the dog barking in the corner, uh, those types of stories that something unseen is actually your dog detecting uh, something paranormal, right? Um, let's see. How about this one? Uh, a platypus can feel other animals' heartbeats, right? Uh, they have an electroreceptive sense within the skin of their duck-like bill that allows them to sense their prey when it comes near the platypus or its family. Scientists say platypuses can feel signals produced by other animals' heartbeat or nerves. Their bill is also lined with mechanoreceptors, which give them an ability to sense tiny stimuli as the bill behaves much like a human's fingertips. When you see a platypus hunt in the water, it shakes its head from side to side as a way to enhance the sense. It will sift its bill through the river's sedimentary floor to sense its prey, picking up any vibrations in the water. Pretty good stuff there. Um, what else do we got? There's a, there's a whole list here. Let's see. Here we go. Somebody mentioned this. How about the bat? How about the bat and the echo? echo location here we go so bats bats might scare some people of course but um they're they they can fly at night because they don't have great eyesight right it's because of the their ability to use the echo location um and uh, insectivorous bats i'm kind of going through this article sloppily pardon me are able to fly through dark caves and the night sky in search of their prey thanks to their larynx's ability to generate ultrasound through their mouth and nose. Much like the dolphin, the bat's echolocation paints a three-dimensional view of the world around them. In fact, the reason many insectivorous bats have wrinkled faces is because they act much like the inside of an ear and pick up sound. There you go. There you go. The crazy stuff, right? Uh, what else do we got? Uh, let's see. We got, there's weather fish, there's catfish. Well, not so cuddly. Let's go this one. The North American possum's body can feel poison and kill it. How about that? I didn't know that. Uh, so the North American possum's most common defense mechanism is it's simply its uh, ability to fake its own death, causing pres- predators to lose interest. But what most, most people don't know is that the, poss- the opossum has a few tricks up its sleeve. Opossums have more, uh, one more incredible ability that allows them to literally cheat death. Uh, they're able to utilize a protein in their body called LTNF, making them immune to the venom of snakes, bees, and scorpions. Once venom is detected in the opossum's body, the protein actively seeks it out and works to neutralize it. Incredibly, the LTNF protein does not serve as a defense against venomous predators indigenous to that area. It can defend against venom found 
all over the world. Interesting stuff, right? So again, it, it kind of just, just taking it back to where we started here is have, have any of you out there had a pet current or past that was able to actually sense things that uh, didn't seem to be natural? Um, I know some of you are are sensitive out there, as you as it's called, sensitives or uh, mediums or whatever you want to call it. Right? It's been given lots of different names for people that can sense otherworldly things, right? And maybe that extrasensory perception for humans, but with the animals, cats, dogs, pets like this, have any of you actually had one and a story? And that's what we're looking for tonight. If you guys have had a story with this, love to hear from you. And uh, we've got, uh, I know we have one caller coming in just after the break here at the bottom of the hour. We got one coming in right now. But if you believe in this stuff, let me know. I'd love to hear if you guys are uh, empathic, empathic, empath, right? That's what Keith says. So there we go. All right. So we're going to go to, uh, we're going to go to uh, Beachwood in Massachusetts. We're going to take this call in just a sec. But looking to hear from you guys tonight. Do you have any instances you can share with us uh, why you think that animals may have a sixth sense? And not just that, uh, the ability to maybe pierce the veil, as it's called, and see spirits or ghosts or any of these other things. So here we go. Let's go to uh, Beachwood from Massachusetts. What's up, my friend? You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. How are you? Oh, I'm doing Awesome. Love the topic. Uh, I love animals. Uh, I have several right now. Right now I have two dogs, two cats. And uh, about maybe a year and a half ago, I had a third dog I had to put down. She was old. But that was the one I had the personal experience with that I'll get into after I explain a few things. Uh, As far as animals having, you know, a sixth sense, that word sixth sense, I think they might even have a seventh sense, maybe even an eighth sense. But animals and creatures in general have special abilities a lot of time that allow them to survive. Like bats use sonar. We know that. That's a great example. Dolphins do. Uh, Dolphins are able to, like, shut down half their brain when they sleep. So they don't really sleep. They're, like, kind of awake, kind of not. Uh, Largemouth bass have what's called a lateral line, which is an organ that goes through their body and it can sense movement, which is really cool. They they still don't 100% understand how that lateral line works. But, you know, I'm a big fisherman, so you study the biology of fish and you figure out where they go. And, like, every creature has this special ability that, uh, you know, gears it to survival, like especially with toxins and stuff. Some are more immune to toxins, but also like as humans, there's things that aren't toxic to us that are toxic to animals and vice versa. And all that can be looked up. Like that's all real, real good science, but what you could talk about all day and I would love to, but what I wanted to talk about was, uh, my dog, Molly, who is gone was a family dog, and when she was uh, about two years old, my father passed away. And um, she was in an accident. You know, he didn't come home. And after that, she turned mean, and she turned into a mean dog. She was nice to me, but she stopped. She changed. And then he was cremated my father. So after the funeral, you know, everything happened. And then we got the urn back and they deliver the urn and they brought it in and the dog would not go near it. 
like not go near it, uh, growling at it, woofing, like uh, afraid of it. And every time we brought it in the kitchen, she would uh, go in the other room and just like wouldn't go near it, the tail between the legs. And, uh, you know, she's really happy. We treat our dogs like family. But a noticeable thing, you know, everybody saw it. And, uh, you know, then we just, I don't know, my mother took it upstairs and put it somewhere. But she wouldn't go near the thing. And she loved loved my father. He was a, she was the, you know, he was uh, her favorite, you know, as far as dogs. And um, so, I mean, she definitely had, there was something about it, you know, that freaked her out. I don't, maybe she knew it was an urn and he was dead, but, you know, we know dogs don't, not that they don't think, but the, you know, the cognitive thinking like we do, we know that they have emotion. Like I know that animals have emotion, but I do think they're able to see and sense things that uh, are more paranormal as opposed to real, Uh, like this reality. I don't use the term real loosely, but you know, a dog can sense a human's blood pressure, uh, a dog can sense a lot of things about humans. Uh, humans also release pheromones. You know, when you're scared, you actually release a scent that I think people might even be able to pick up on it too because they say oh, that's how attraction works. But animals can smell fear without a doubt. And when they do, you know, that's a lot of times when they... If you've ever seen, like, a, a dog that knows someone's scared of them and he just keeps, you know, barking and... Um, so, I mean, that's there. I have cats, too, but they're, 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 the cats, cats aren't my thing. I'm a dog guy. I mean, I like them, but... <laughs> a lot of people don't blame you. Hey, can you hang on? Uh, hang on. I want to hear the rest of the story. Can you uh, hold on for just after the break? We have another call coming right after you as well. Uh, uh, hold tight, okay? We'll get right back to you, okay, Beachwood? Yep, no problem. All right, cool. Be right with you. Uh, this is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're talking about animals. Do they have a sixth sense? Are they able to determine somehow what's happening in the, the paranormal world? That's the topic tonight. That's the discussion. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. Be right back with more. Finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.
It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. We are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and DLive. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Tonight, we are talking about animals that may or may not have a sixth sense. Do you think ordinary house pets have the ability to pierce the veil and see through to the other side? Looking to hear from you tonight. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. We've got a caller on the line. Let's go back to Beachwood. We're talking about pets and their sixth sense. What's up, Beachwood? Thanks for hanging out and waiting. Welcome back to the show. No problem. No problem. And uh, All right. Well, uh, I was going to finish this story up. As far as the scientific world Look into animals. They, they do amazing things, you know, and it's all recorded. It's, it's really cool what animals can do. You can spend all day talking about the differences, but I was going to try to focus more on, like, the, the paranormal and with my experience and other things I also noticed. Now, with that dog Molly that I spoke about earlier that wouldn't go near the urn, um, when she got old right before she uh, died, she was like, she was old. She was 13 and a half. And uh, the cat, like, sensed it. And they, the cat, they were, they liked each other. But the last couple of days that she was alive, they slept together. The cat wouldn't leave her side. And I have a very strong connection with animals. Uh, I find it amazing that animals do ex- experience love as an emotion. And now that, that would come down to another topic is love an emotion or is it an actual sense? Is it an entity that exists? Is it just part of survival? But, you know, I felt the connection with the animal and when she got towards the end, I think animals can sense death. Absolutely. But, you know, I sensed it in her, you know, that connection and, um, you know, elephants do the same thing and they go to the elephant graveyard to die. They, they do know about, death and whatnot. But what also interests me a real lot is the connection that people have with animals and especially with some animals that they've never even had experience with, like, uh, you know, like lions and tigers. So many people love them, but they've never actually, you know, came face. It's like they admire them, but they've never actually, you know, experienced them. And they say that, you know, they just have this connection with the animal. Oh, they feel they love tigers. They love tigers, uh, you know, wolves the same way. Like a spirit and animal, right? definitely a bond. Yeah, kind of like a... Yeah, like, yeah definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, you know, almost every culture talks about that. But I, I've noticed, all right, I've noticed, this is how I'll finish up, is the, the bond between animals and humans. I've seen people when the animals die, they're more distraught than when, like, a family member dies, like a human. Like, that's how much people care about their animals. And that sense is there. Like, uh, 
And I, I, I think animals have a soul. I think all dogs really do go to heaven. I do, even the bad ones. And that, that's another <laughs> cool experiment. Did, I've got did, a bad you one. ever look up the guy that when the human body dies, it allegedly loses weight? I, I have they, heard they, that. I have heard that. And then they put a dog on the scale and, you know, the dog, the weight doesn't change. But I think the dog's soul is so light it gets to go to heaven for free. Right on. I, I'm with you. That's, that's a great thought because uh, I am also a sucker for dogs. They're pretty amazing. I've had uh, some dogs in my, my time that were really, really fantastic. I appreciate the call, Beachwood. You're the best, my man. Yeah, no problem. And I want to hear some other animal stories because yep. uh, I, I love dogs. <laughs> All right. Here. Thanks for having me on, man. All right. Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. We got a call right behind you. Here's another animal story. Thanks, man. That's Beachwood from Massachusetts, guys. If you guys want to be part of the show tonight, 702 957 1037. That's 702 957 1037. Go to troubledminds.org. That's the official website. You can find the phone number and the Discord link there. Let's go to Alexandra from British Columbia. Welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you doing? Doing very well. Uh, So, everybody knows this is Alexandra from the Fringe Discord, and she's actually the one who started the conversation about animals and uh, the sixth sense and. We, we, we were kind of talking about this the other night, and it spawned an entire show. You've got some stories for us, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it's like an amazing topic, really. Um, I don't know, like, that the, the other night when we were all talking on the chat, um, I don't know, I just thought about, like, I wonder if other people think the same um, way about animals just having an ability to just be more perceptive than than just overall, like a lot of other animals or humans or anything like that. And um, yeah, I have a story that happened um, a while back when I first got my dog. I think I, it was about maybe like four years ago. And I think that's this, the thing that first demonstrated to me that definitely there's something more to what we all perceive here in, in, in like on planet Earth. And yeah, it was pretty crazy. So. Um, so what happened is, uh, so we got my dog, and every morning uh, my sister would take him downstairs to the living room, and he, she would just stay there to chill with him for a little bit while everybody was still asleep. And so it all started when first my dog would just randomly get up um, from like a really, really deep sleep, and he would just run off to the door of the kitchen, and he would just stand there and just bark like crazy for no reason at all. So he started doing that like a couple of times, um, different days, but like the craziest one and like the one that was just like, whoa, like this definitely, there has to be something here, um, was when one of those days he eventually get up, like he got up, he again ran to the door, started barking like crazy. And then he just um, kept barking and barking. And then out of absolutely nowhere, for no reason, because there was nobody else there. Like, the only one that was there was my sister and the dog. And so the dog, after barking like crazy, he basically, like, just, like, lowered his head, put his tail underneath his legs, and then he stopped barking, and he just, like, gets, like, really, like, submissive, if you could say. And he backs up, and he stopped barking for no reason. And I was like, what the hell? Because I didn't see this. Like, my sister showed this to me in a video she recorded on her phone. And, like, the video is still there somewhere, but it was just amazing and shocking because, I mean, like, there was no explanation. We were like, what the hell? Like, we looked at the video, like, thousands of times because we're like, okay, what if 
there was like a reflection on I don't know like on the on the on the door or something you know because it's like a glass door or something like that but there was nothing on the other side nothing that moved nothing that would have caused the dog to like bow down and back up and stop barking so it was just crazy and after that I mean I don't know that was just like what other proof do you want about you know like dogs having a sixth sense to me that was pretty crazy yeah so so in your house actually was there any other like um uh, did you did you have like a spiritual activity or anything like this that would kind of uh, uh maybe he was sensing something or was something passing through maybe that uh that he kind of picked up that kind of came and went do you have any idea about that yeah for sure um actually like throughout my life i've had many experiences like that the crazy thing though like i, I have to say this is that I had just moved back from Montreal um, back to Vancouver. And the crazy thing is that a lot of crazy things uh, had been happening to me over in Montreal. And when I came to my, I came to Vancouver, um, a lot of weird things started happening here. Well, before I was here, like, you know, like in my home, things weren't happening. And so everybody was kind of like teasing me, like, haha, like you kind of brought something from Montreal over here. I'm like, oh, I really hope I didn't. But I was like, maybe, because... After I came back, a lot of weird things started happening. Not like bad things, but just really random things. Like, um, I don't know, like I have pretty crazy stories, but they're not very related to the animal one. But yeah, there was like, there was like a bit of just paranormal activity, I guess you could say, around um, where, I, where I am. So um, yeah, I don't know. It was just very intense and very weird. And um, he was a puppy back then, my dog. So um, there were other times that again, like even now, even now, like, if I leave him in the in the room with me and I'm, like, in my computer and I, I look over him and I'm, like, what's he doing? And he's just looking at my closet. My closet is closed. I'm, like, what What are you even looking at? And then I, like, turn around. I keep going on my computer, turn around again, and he's still looking at the closet. And he's been doing this for, like, many times. And I have no idea what he's looking at, right? So it's just, it's just weird. It's just bizarre. And I really wish I could see and sense whatever he is sensing because... There's definitely something. I don't know. Yeah, something there. So so the reason I ask is just because if you are sensitive and you can pick these things up yourself, then you have a better idea of maybe the things that he's sensing, right? So, like me, I, I, don't ha- I can't sense any of these things. Like I, I could probably have a haunted house and not even know because I'm just a knucklehead, right? But, but some people like instantly mm-hmm. know. Like you, you know, some people can walk into a house and just be like, uh, something's not right in this house, you know? So that's just not me. But that's why I asked because it is related. Yeah. So if, you're, if you have a actual paranormal things happening and your dog is kind of uh, staring at nothing and freaking out and barking and being submissive like that, kind of uh, it, it really does mm-hmm. make you wonder, right? Um, how about cats? Do you have a cat or had any yeah. experience with that at all? No, I don't have a cat, but um, I wouldn't doubt that cats do exactly the same thing. And I wonder if maybe even more just because cats, you know, have like this mystical appeal to them and like they're perceived as that way anyway in like culture anyways. So I would love to to see a cat react in that way as well, just because it would be very interesting. And I actually wonder, you know, if there could be a way to sort of measure these kinds of experiences because... You know, like, there are so many scientific ex- experiments on, like, okay, dogs, of course, have the five senses that are super intense, right, compared to humans and things like that. But I wonder if there's ever been any study regarding dogs' um, sixth sense with the paranormal. And actually, I was trying to look it up. I was trying to see if I could find something. 
And I can't really find it because I, I don't really know if it's even like measurable in that sense with science, right? So I just wonder if there's any sort of like anybody out there that has done any um, like scientific study regarding this it would be super interesting. Yeah. So funny you mentioned that. I was actually looking myself to see if there was something similar. The only thing I could find was um, uh, there were, you know, they've done a lot of uh, uh, experiments on dogs with kind of the MK Ultra type stuff with uh, some mind control with dogs and things like this. But as far as I'm aware, I couldn't find anything. Uh-huh. Correct me if, or, or correct us if we're wrong, guys. I couldn't find any studies regarding this, even, you know, with, uh, you know, mediums and, and people that have, uh, uh, you know, that are, that are sensitive to these things. I, I, d- I couldn't find a single thing. So I don't know if it's all paywalled or if it doesn't exist at all. I have no idea. But yeah, I've kind of ran into a a, mm-hmm. a a blank there as well. I tried to see if there's any studies that have been. Uh, I, I mean, I guess part of the problem is you can't really ask the dog what they're barking at. You know what I mean? You can't. So you, it, it kind of comes <laughs> yeah. down. You know what I mean? So it kind of comes down to well, all right, let's yeah, take the dog totally. into a haunted house and see what happens. You know what I mean? But I I, I would think somebody's <laughs> done that over the years, right? I mean, it, it yeah. makes sense. It makes some kind That's of sense. That's such a cool idea. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe yeah. one of us is going to have to do yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so, so what, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what, what are some other thoughts that if, uh, you're, you don't have to stay the whole time, just, uh, just, do you have any other thoughts on, uh, animals, sixth sense, spirit animals or any of the rest of this stuff? Well, you know what I was wondering, um, cause you were uh, talking a bit about this before, you know, like with the, I think it was called like magnetoreception or receptor or something like that. Right. And, um, so I was wondering, for example, like, I wonder um, whether it's not just like dogs having five, like five senses that are just super intense and then a sixth one adding on to that. And I don't know, because once I read, I can't, I can't remember when, but I was aware, but a long time ago I read about how some scientists were saying that it's not that animals have like a sixth sense, but rather that all their senses are super intense so that the sixth sense is just like all the senses being intensified basically that's what they were saying but i don't think i actually agree with that i think that most likely they actually do have something else that probably we don't have and that other animals might not even have as well or they might it's just that we're not really like interacting with them as much as dogs you know um but yeah i think that you know as the other caller was saying is like there might be more um senses than just the five um that we usually see in animals yeah, exactly. And so, uh, and again, without, without being able to actually speak with them directly, right. Or uh, until we're able to like, uh, put the Neuralink from Elon Musk and the head of the cat and actually, you know, be able to parse their thoughts and <laughs> maybe uh, communicate directly with animals this way. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be able to do uh, any kind of a uh, decent experiments with this, but, but I think you're right. Is that, uh, they have these, uh, uh, basically it is ESP or I'm sorry, not ESP, but like, uh, uh th- these ultra perceptions of, uh, just their senses that we we mm-hmm. we can't even really conceive of. Just like we don't even know what it what it's like to smell like a dog, right? They have this super sense of smell, and uh, it may give them some other hints exactly. of other things that are happening, right? They say dogs can smell cancer, like uh, Beachwood was saying, like dogs can kind of smell death and sense it, things like this, right? And so maybe those in in particular, it's not mm-hmm. a sense; it's just a particular smell they pick up on an individual or something like this. That seems to make a lot of sense. Very very yeah. good stuff. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so I think that also even like, uh, okay. No, go ahead. You're good. You're good. Go right oh, sorry. Ahead. Go ahead. No, no. <laughs> go, oh, go, okay. Go. So I was just going to say that. <laughs> awesome. I was just going to say that 
um, I think that even sadness, you know, like, for example, like whenever I'm feeling a bit low or whatever, I always see my dog. He's just like literally like rubbing his head against my leg or whatever, something like that. And that I find that pretty interesting. And I always wonder, like, how the hell does he know I'm sad? Like, even if you're not crying, you know, even if you're not crying, he might still come over and just be like super next to me or something like that. I'm like, I wonder if it's like, like we're saying, like, it might just be like the sense of smell. Maybe like people smell different when they're sad. Who knows, right? But because humans don't really know, like, if a person smells different when they're sad. It could be that, or it could be that actually we're like, I don't know, maybe they can just sense a different energy from you and they just know that you need comfort. So they approach you more or something like that. So I don't know. I just find it super fascinating. I just wish I had answers to all yeah. these things that we're well, talking about. Exactly. It would right. awesome to just know. <laughs> <laughs> it would. And unfortunately, yeah. I think, I think some, some uh, questions have uh, bigger answers than people will ever get. But it is fun to think about it and talk about it, right? Uh, so you did mention something pretty fantastic oh, yeah. there. Is that uh, so? If dogs can sense uh, like like emotions, maybe uh, maybe they have uh, the ability mm-hmm. to pick up the something on the electromagnetic spectrum, right? I have an article here that was shared by Night Stalker on the yeah. uh, Fringe FM Discord, and this is th- I knew this. I saw this when the study came out, but uh, it says dogs poop in alignment with Earth's magnetic field. This study find, and this is back from 2014. I'll link this. This is from uh, PBS.org. But I mean, so if they're if they're in tune with a magnetic field for just something like that, uh, you got to expect that uh, there's just like you said, maybe these extra senses they have uh, give them abilities that we can't even fathom as people. So it, it seems to make sense that uh, we're we're kind of coming up to a, a similar conclusion, meaning that uh, dogs and cats and animals probably are well better than people i'm gonna say <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna say that i'm going out on a limb i'm saying yeah. it i'm saying it dogs are better than people i'm saying it but yeah oh yeah uh, absolutely 100 percent. right on okay so so we, we got a caller behind you so in any any uh final thought while we got you on the phone tonight um no, not that I can think of right now, but if I think of anything, I'll put it on the on the Discord chat for sure. Okay, uh, I appreciate it. So this is Alexandra from Fringe Discord, guys. Go say hi. Uh, join the, the Fringe Discord if you have not. Good conversations going on there 24 hours a day, very much like our Discord on uh, for Troubled Minds. And uh, this, this, this whole show idea started with a conversation a couple nights ago. We were talking about this kind of just in passing of, uh, I wonder what's up with the dogs and the sixth sense and all this other stuff. So I appreciate you starting that conversation. Alexandra, is, am I saying your name right? Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Uh, so, and then, uh, and then, I, I appreciate you calling in and sharing your stories tonight. Thank you so much. Yeah, no worries. Thank you for having me. Take care. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. There you go. If you guys want to be part of the show? Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. We have another call coming in real quick. Let's take this and let's uh, keep on trucking. What's up? You're on uh, Trouble Minds with Mike. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Gregory, calling from Tampa, Florida. Gregory from Florida. How are you, my friend? What's on your mind tonight? Hello? So it's been very interesting so far. I'm a uh, cat person. Um, right now, I share my house with nine cats, and uh, they're all indoor. And they're good at looking at things that, it, that I can't see. Uh, and I am, I am sensitive, uh, then past. So there's a lot of things I do see that other people don't. Um, but, uh, cats, 
all tend to be very attentive to things like that. They're also very attentive to my state of being. Um, if I'm sick, um, I have migraine issues. I have three or four of them on the bed with me. Uh, so I move to another place. They follow me around. They're just close to me and, and hang close. But what, what I wanted to bring up was some books that were written in the 70s. There was a writer named Jay Alan Boone, Jay of the Letter, and he wrote about animals in general and how they communicate with human beings. And his theory was that uh, they have a sense that allows them to see pictures. And um, when you're talking to a cat or a dog, if, if you picture what you want that cat to do or dog to do, it's easy for them to pick it up and, and, and do it. Uh, for instance, come here. You picture the dog coming to you, you know. Since, since reading those books, I've practiced that. And people that come over and visit are just incredibly uh, amazed on how tuned I am with the cats. Uh, I, I see. So and so and so they pick, they pick up on your emotions as well. Um, uh, so so you do think that there's yeah. they have some sort of extrasensory perception, maybe magnetic field like or uh, paranormal. Uh, we only got like a minute well, left, so so let's uh, let's wrap it up. But what what's uh, what do you think? What's your theory? Do you think it is a paranormal thing, or do you think it's more of like a scientific uh, electromagnetic type of thing? I don't think there's a difference in this case. I think uh, we think it's paranormal. It's one of these things that the writer said it was scientific. Um, it's paranormal because we don't understand it. But um, but I have tons of cat stories. I have to haul you back sometime. Okay, but, sure. Um, show has been very interesting tonight. I decided to finally get brave enough to call in. <laughs> I, I I appreciate you getting brave enough to call into this show. Um, uh, it, it does it does make the world go round for me. And uh, there's lots of people out there that need to hear these type of stories because it's a uh, it is underrated. Like Alexandra says in the Discord, there it's uh, this is an underrated topic, and I think it needs to be brought out more. Uh, thank you so much for the call tonight. Thanks for uh, being brave and sharing your stories. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, have a fantastic night, and thank you for listening. All right. Thank you so much. There you go. That's Gregory from Tampa. And uh, this is the deal, guys. We're talking about uh, animals and the sixth sense, right? Is this a real thing or is this something that is just, uh, you know, an old wives tale? Is it, uh, is, uh, you know, phony, something that's made up? Or do you have a story to share? This is Troubled Minds. I'm Mike. We're talking about animals and sixth senses. Do you think they can sense spirits and things like this? Do you think they're in a greater... Let's see, how do you say this better? Do you think they're in tune with the world more in depth than people? I think that's really the question here tonight. Do you believe this is real or do you believe this is fake? 
Love to hear from you. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Don't go anywhere. More Animals in Sixth Sense after the break. Be right back. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. I wish none of this had happened. So do all who live to see such times, but that is not for them to decide. All we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to us. There are other forces at work in this world, Frodo, besides the will of evil. Bilbo was meant to find the ring, in which case you also were meant to have it. And that is an encouraging thought. Secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. From somewhere in space time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. Questions of you in earnest into the digital darkness. Good evening and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. I'm your host, Michael Strange. And hello to all of you who might also have troubled minds. What's up, guys? It's Wednesday night, and this is the show where we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what they are. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. We are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, and DLive. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. This show airs Monday, sorry, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. You can find us there. And we're taking your calls tonight. We're talking about animals and a sixth sense. Do you actually believe that they can see through the veil, as it were? There have been reports over the years that animals, in particular, dogs, cats, other animals, of course, were able to see spirits. We're able to see dead people. We're able to sense a demonic presence. Do you think there's anything to this? Do you think it's paranormal? 
Do you think it's fiction or do you think it's science? I think there's a whole lot to talk about here. And uh, we're going to continue doing this. If you want to be part of the show tonight, you can give us a call at 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can find the phone number and the Discord link. We've uh, got a Discord server running. You can join us there. You can find the phone number and the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's the official website. And I'd uh, love to hear your stories. Uh, maybe you have some stories about dogs barking at things that uh, maybe uh, aren't there or maybe are there that we cannot perceive and they can or uh, cats or this or that or the other love to hear your story on all this stuff good 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 calls so far and we've got another one on deck let's go to tim in georgia let's uh let's do it tim in georgia you're on trouble minds with mike hey you, good my evening hey, hey hey what do you think good about evening, all this mike, animal stuff i am doing great man thank you for asking well i'm a firm believer in it 110 percent there there's a lot to it and uh the ancients tried to tell us a little bit about it um, so there is some historical record uh, that you can find in your search for things. But I bring up dousing rods because this has a lot to do with it. Um, there's we, we see a very limited spectrum of light, and other animals, different species, see a lot larger spectrums of the light frequency than we do. And there's a variance between frequencies, and sometimes they clash, and you get a kickback. On a CB, we call it squelch. In radio, you get that that uh, squelchy feedback. Well, the same thing can happen between living organisms that are plugged into a grid, and we are. We're plugged into one big grid. And there's nexus points and ley lines in that grid. And uh, the name Tesla will pop up when you search this stuff because he believed in this. Um, he was a firm believer in this stuff, and a lot of his research depended on his open-mindedness and to make some leaps in, of faith about how things worked. And and that's literally what we're talking about doing here. We all see it. We can't explain it. It's like love. It's there. It's a very real thing that can affect you. You can't weigh it. You can't identify it under a microscope. It's odorless. It's tasteless. But it's very real and very powerful. So I'll give you the example of love as well. That's no different than holding the rods in your hand and going out and finding water and oil. There's a connection there between you and the earth that has everything to do with how, how clouded your mind is, first of all. Our animals pretty much eat and drink and are free of chemicals. They're mostly free of alcohol, drugs, tobacco, stimulants of any kind. So mostly they're pure, especially wild animals for the most part. And so they're very in tune with this relationship between us and uh, Mother Earth and how this all functions together, the, the symbiotic circle of life. So that's that's kind of my take on it, and, and there's a lot of good information. The callers tonight, too, have been great, Mike. It's been some really, really good call, callers bring up things that, that I've experienced myself, um, things that I have felt and kind of had some of those thoughts but never really said too much because you don't want to be labeled, you know, hey, that dude's freaking nuts. <laughs> you're, but when you're, you hear right other place. people call in and talk about it, it really does make a difference because you understand that, hey, this is not just stuff we're reading about that people are trying to make a buck on. Like like so many other things out there, there's people that this is heartfelt what they what they have to say. That should paint a different 
picture if you're a skeptic. I, I think the skeptics can no longer be skeptical anymore and, and doubt a lot of things, uh, given given the times we live in today, especially. Yeah, I think I think the term yeah the, the term yeah. skeptic really is kind of like a dirty word to me. You know, it's it's kind of like just saying it is. That, uh, it is. Yeah, right. It, it's kind of just saying that you, you just it don't is. believe anything is, you man. can't explain. You don't believe anything that's not in a right. science book. It, it and that right there is kind of a, a bizarre religion. It's the it's the same way if you want to be kind of obtuse yeah. about religion or anything else. Almost like it's done on purpose or something. Almost like it's done on purpose that way. So the conversations don't move forward. It's like, hey, we don't we don't want anybody to know anything beyond this point because there may be something better and we don't want you to have that or be a part of it. And that's kind of the feeling I get when you when you get into studying a lot of this stuff, somebody somewhere knows more than we all do about it, I'm sure. Somebody in the think tank underground somewhere, uh the Bob Lazars of the world, you know, and I believe him. You know, I, I believe what he's got to say, not to get off subject, but so when I hear these people call, describe their experiences with their with their own pets, and my pets are like like children, they're family members, you know, and uh, listening to the other callers, you know, uh, our hearts are in the right places, man, and that's part of our humanity uh, to be like that. And when animals that I have, when my pets get around people. If they don't like them, I don't like them. Yeah, they right. They can detect bad people. Yeah, totally, dude. They can <laughs> they tell totally when can. somebody's got an ulterior motive or maybe wanting to hurt you. They can sense it. Yeah. And I honestly believe that, man. Yeah. I've had some of my cats that like to go with me fishing. They'll run up ahead of the trail, and they'll come back, and they'll pause with their tail up and their hair standing up, and I know something's not right. Nine times out of ten, it's a snake on the trail. And they're letting me know, hey, just up ahead, be careful, there's a snake. And they have helped me avoid stepping on them in this swamp out here so many times, it's not even funny. So they really have kept me out of danger more times than I can count. Same thing with my brother. And it's usually not our dogs that do that. It's usually our cats. That's incredible to me. Uh, I, I've never got a cat to do yeah, anything man. other than and, stare at me and say it's dinner time. <laughs> but, right? <laughs> <laughs> These things around here are hunters, man. They uh, they take down squirrels, rats, you name it. Um, we have a garden out here every year, so there's there's plenty of rodents and, and pests for them to uh, sharpen their claws on, and they go for it. Yeah, that's that's that is definitely good stuff. So 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 you, you think there's something to this, yeah. right? They they're definitely. I mean, there's yeah. there's that there's that yeah, there bond. Is, clearly, man. they have with you know they have the bond with people, but then they have the these extrasensory perceptions. That allow them to, uh, to you know, uh, you, you pointed out snakes on a trail is one thing, right? But then another right. thing entirely is, uh, do you think they have an ability to maybe see through, like you said, they have the maybe the electromagnetic spectrum, uh, the, the, the different light spectrums. They probably have senses that right. we, we can't even measure to really understand in some cases, right? We try and get estimations yeah, based I on what they can the see and can't see. But yeah, yeah, go ahead. And you, and you brought up, I want to talk about dowsing rods. You brought that up. So, so, so go, go right ahead, sir. Um, yeah, I, I, Mike, that, that you hit the nail on the head. There's some things there, you know, they're, they're real. They're very real. Nobody will convince me otherwise. Nobody will convince me otherwise. And there's just, we haven't figured out a way to measure some of it yet. That's all it is. And, uh, and, and I don't think we need any ancient alien to help us out either. I think mankind's <laughs> a lot smarter than what we give our, 
what we give ourselves credit for. I honestly do, brother. I really do. We, I mean, look at the Chuck Yeagers of the world and the astonishing things people have done um, that are real-world things. And, and uh, we don't give our, our pets and animals enough credit either. They lower your heart rate. Picking up your cat when you're upset and petting your cat lowers your heart rate. Studies have proven that from the American Medical Association and stuff out there. Uh, remember back in the 80s and 90s, they were like, help an old person that's alone, get them a pet so they're not alone anymore? You know, I used to watch overseas the BBC, uh, British TV would run these things about checking on the elderly and, and if they were they were single and had lost their loved one, how a pet would help replace that lost part of their life. And I have seen dogs and cats do that for elderly people who lose somebody. It replaces something in their life that they had and it's not an exact substitute but it gives it, it, it improves their life longevity and gives them another reason to live. Yeah, purpose. And I've seen that work for people. Yeah, it gives them you know? purpose. Yep, yep. That prime makes prime sense. example. Go ahead. Yep. Okay, I, I thought I that thought you had a prime example preface, not a prime example of what you just said. I, I misunderstood. <laughs> okay, so so back to back to the dowsing rods, though. So if many people don't know, uh, in the old days, they called it witching, right? And you'd have like this this stick, right. yeah. and it was like kind of shaped like a wishbone, right. and you'd hold the two, the two, two ends of the handle, right? And then have like the point, and there was a, a technique, right? Whether it's science or not, uh, you know, I, right. think, I think science has basically poo-pooed it, but people were actually able to witch out a well in the ground where to dig wells by, by, by using this stick and kind of sensing the vibrations of whatever, like the, that electromagnetic, whatever was happening in the world around them and be able to literally sniff out through the air in this stick where to dig a well. And they, that's still happening. My grandmother said that when they dug their well up in the, the mountains, when they, uh, they had their house there and they built it and put it all together, she said that they hired somebody to come witch, witch the well to find out where to dig it, and they did, and sure enough, it right. was legit. It was legit. That used to be very big in the south down here. You'd get an old feller, and he would have two copper rods. Guy come out from the well company, and they would douse in, until they hit a spot. And, you know, some of them old-timers were right 99% of the time. I just, I mean uncannily but here's and here's what they know that you might not know though they probably got a copy of uh, a hydrographic survey that shows them where the water tables are at <laughs> and how far they got to go to hit your water table so before they ever get to your house you know and we had stuff like that that goes back 100 plus years but now there was a television show not too long ago on history channel about them drilling for oil a few years back and it was real big. They were doing it all over Pennsylvania, going to private property owners. And the one guy on there used dowsing rods. And, you know, I guess it was a toss-up, you know. So you can't call that scientific, really. Uh, nothing measured, really. There's no, no, no scientific method process done. It's a TV show. But what you kind of gather from it is... They're looking, the guy explained as he's walking along different things that he's looking for, whether there's trees there, the gap between the trees, the color of the gap, the grass between the trees tells him if there's water, how hydrated the soil is. And those copper rods react to the amount of hydration in the soil because it's conductive to grounding out electricity. 
you know. The, 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 like here, I'm, I'm practically in the swamp. I have to have these huge grounding rods driven in by my power pole that are probably 30 feet longer than most of the rest of the people in the country simply because it stays soggier and wetter here. And if I didn't do that, every time I would go to turn my faucet on in the house, I'd probably get electrocuted, you know, if I just went a couple feet in the ground with the grounding rods. So there's some scientific relations there. Tesla's tower was going to be built over, it was built over an underground river, and it worked off the principle of the same thing as those copper dousing rods and, uh, uh, you know, reacting to the water in the ground because as water's moving or it's there, there's some electrical properties to it. It amasses some electrical properties. Uh, uh, Walter Russell, who was like a genius in his own right, uh, uh, wrote about a lot of this stuff. If the, there's a matter of fact, there's a Facebook page, a group called the Walter Russell Think Tank, and if you're interested in a lot of that stuff, it's it's a place where people discuss a lot of the, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. Uh, and, uh, you, you might be, you know, you might be interested in checking that out, but, uh, Walter Russell wrote, wrote, wrote stuff on it a long time ago. That, that's, that's very interesting along, along the lines of some of these subjects. And, uh, that's, that's what gave me the curiosity to learn more about it, uh, coming across some of his work. Yeah, interesting. Uh, just uh, the world we live in, right? So, so many things that uh, kind of yeah. unexplored, really untested, and uh, we're I'm, and that's kind of really one of the, the the main premise of this show for for a very long time is we kind of just don't know jack about the world we live in. I mean, you know, we're doing our best in the science and all this, and people trying to figure these things out. But I mean, given like the the amount of things that are out there and are real and are happening, uh, many of these things we still can't explain. Like ley lines is one of them, right? I mean, uh, the, the electromagnetic right. field and some of the things it does, uh, we, we can't really measure exactly what the heck is going on with this. And yeah, I mean, it all kind of uh, fits together when you're talking about, um, uh, you know, science and the paranormal. It's weird that it's kind of the same thing. It's just uh, one has been measured and the other hasn't yet, right? It really is the same thing. Remember, Mike, you covered uh, Tesla, you know, the monkey using that, uh, that neural link to play the video game. Yeah. When 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 I when I first heard the news of that, I was horrified, and I'll tell you why. I I, I think I'm, I'm old-fashioned in the way I think sometimes, but here's why. That's a horror to me because if they can do that, they can do anything, and they don't need you anymore. Um, if uh, then I mean, what's to say that they can't take the, the, a dog? a German shepherd, and they already work with the military. With the neural link, a human being could sit in a trailer and, and, and link up with that dog. And that's, that's, you wouldn't need a human being on the battlefield if you had an army of them things um, that had their own, their own weapons available and a backpack or something on them. But just, it brings me to the man Kazin Wars, you know. Uh, it was a science fiction novel back in the day. Uh, and, and the Kazin was a race of, uh, felines, humanoid felines, the man Kazin wars. They were like lions and tigers, but you know, in humanoid form, they had tails and everything. And man, were they smart, very cunning and very vicious, uh, in that series of sci-fi novels, the man Kazin wars. And that, and that kind of gives you a food, food for thought there when it comes to, you know, the dog star and all that stuff. 
and uh, those those books touched on a lot of that. It's pretty neat. Yeah, definitely. We can kind of pretty go down. neat. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Yep. Um, it's over the years. It's it's been neat to see how people have have touched on the subject, and and a lot of the directors in Hollywood too, um, on on what we're talking about with animals. The pet cemetery, you know, animals having a soul, spirit. Um, uh, it's so prevalent, I guess, in uh, pop media culture and everything else. Um, there's so many genres, and, and a lot of it re- revolves around what are our household pets, you know. Uh, different animals, owls, you know, like Bohemian Grove and the owl, the deity of the owl and everything. <laughs> um, I just seen something in the press the other day about about the, uh, yeah, the bat. Think about it, the bat. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the, there's a. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. When has a bat been in the news recently? <laughs> I'm not yeah, going right? exactly, to say. Yeah, right. Exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> I'm not going to say. Just like, it. just like with the Bohemian Grove thing that popped up the other day, and in this, in this lady, you know, they're they're talking about some of the stuff going on there. This lady reporter and everything, and it's like, where's everybody been for for thirty years, man? Uh, Forty years on some of this stuff. And uh, and and I'm and, and I'm watching this report. Somebody had shared it with me on Facebook, and I and I thought it was great. And and it's like, wow, man, things come full circle. And here I've been called an absolute lunatic and conspiracy theory for even bringing up the name of the place. Oh, I don't think that place exists. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's a. Uh, it, Tim, it's funny. are you sure they pray to owls there? I'm positive, <laughs> baby. Positive. I think you're crazy. <laughs> Well, here we are, like, years later, I get a message in the middle of the night, and he's like, hey, man, I just got to say, dude, I've I, I, I seen that thing you shared on your Facebook, and this is an old friend of mine, and he said, man, holy cow, dude. Like, so some of that other crap you told me that scared me to death back then, that shit real, too. I'm like, it's really real. We're all going to die real, real soon. Real. You don't it worry. Relax, pal. It is real. So hopefully he was biting his fingernails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the yeah. thing, right? So that's 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 why they need people like us, man. They need people like us pointing these things out and saying, "Hey, this is still here. This hasn't gone anywhere." Uh, Tim, Tim, you are the best. We're coming up on a break here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yep. let you go. I appreciate yeah, the call. You have fantastic you. Have insight. Fantastic takes as always. Uh, it's a, always a pleasure to speak with you. Have a great night. You too. Thanks, Thanks, Mike. Thanks, Tim. That's a, if anybody wants to follow Tim, I, I actually link him in, in the show notes now. If you guys want to, uh, he, he contributes to the show so much. So he call, he's calling in a lot more these days, which, uh, which again, I appreciate. That's the whole reason of doing this show, guys. Just the whole reason we always started this is to have a conversation with you. I could, I could pull up web pages and kind of yammer on like a, a substitute teacher, right? It's just a lot less fun than hearing what you guys believe about this stuff because it's a, it's a two way conversation. And uh, if anybody wants to, anybody wants to follow Tim, he's got a, a a D Live account. It's called Tinfoil Timothy. Uh, I believe it's Tinfoil. I'll, I'll find the link and I'll share it in the chat. But please go follow Tim. He's uh, he was uh, streaming live last night after the show. Actually, I went and hung out with him for just a little bit. Uh, but uh, do check it out. I'll put I'll put the link and all the, the notes and everything. But thank you, Tim from Georgia, J- John f- from Facebook Jail. We're going to get to you right after the break. Hang tight, okay? I see you there in Discord. If you guys want to be on the show, uh, it's easy. We're talking about animals tonight. We're talking about the sixth sense that they may or may not have. What do you believe? Do you believe in the science? Do you believe that there's something paranormal to this? Do you believe that animals in general are more in tune with the world around us than people? 
I guess that's the question tonight. And love to hear your stories. Uh, people have uh, pets all over all over the place out there, uh, multiple pets even, and uh, you know they probably have stories where, uh, like we had uh, Alexandra call in from British Columbia saying that uh, uh, you know uh, she's had paranormal instances, and her dog seems to pick them up and bark at invisible things in her house. And uh, yeah, right, right. I know you guys have stories like that out there. Looking to hear from you tonight. You want to be part of the show? You know what to do. Phone number's up on the stream, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can click the Discord link at troubledminds.org. That's the official website, and we're just here kicking it. We're here talking about all the things we love to talk about, which is, of course, all the things they don't cover in the mainstream news. (laughs) And tonight, that happens to be animals. Animals in the sixth sense, do you think it's a real thing? Do you think it's part science? Do you think there's anything paranormal about it? Again, I don't have answers to these things. This is not the answers show. This is the question show. And (laughs) I'd love to hear from you guys tonight. You want to be part of it one more time, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. I'm Michael Strange. This is Troubled Minds. And we got one more segment on The Fringe coming up, 30 more minutes, so we've got time for you. We've got John from Facebook Jail coming up right after the break. And your call, troubledminds.org. Phone number, Discord is there talk to you in a second don't go anywhere we'll be right back with more after the break So are we. KTLK. Digital Broadcasting. The Fringe FM. Welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We are streaming on Facebook, YouTube, D-Live. We are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, and we are talking about animals and the sixth sense. Do you believe they can sense spirits? Do you believe they are? it's more a scientific thing, and they're in tune with the magnetic field of the Earth? Or do you believe it's a bunch of hogwash? We're taking all of it, because who knows, right? We don't have the answers to these things. That's why it's more important, in my opinion, to ask the right questions. Do you want to be part of the show tonight? We're listening to your stories regarding animals that maybe have a sixth sense. And whatever that means to you. Some people have called in tonight and said they've got dogs barking at uh, random things in the house, right? Things that uh, sh- they shouldn't be barking at. Uh, uh, we have uh, people that have uh, they're in tune with their cats and uh, animals that sense feelings, right? And know when people need uh, attention. I mean, this is all real. This is real stuff. Uh, all you have to do is have a pet and pay attention to them and you'll see. There, there are bonds that are being made. But the question there is, uh, do you think it's anything uh, anything a little bit weird, or do you think it's just uh, just uh, more more uh, old wives' tales, hogwash? Uh, we got a couple calls. We're going to go to, uh, let's go to John in uh, Facebook jail. John in Facebook jail. What's up, my man? You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. How are you? 
Hey, how you doing tonight, Mike? I'm doing great, man. What is on your mind? What about all this animal stuff? Do you have any pets? I do not have any pets, but I can tell you there's a lot of paranormal activity going on. I just thought it was funny. Anyways, uh, <laughs> oh, 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 I got you. I got it you. felt flatter than my voice when I sang, but it's okay. All right, all right. Not, anyways, I'm laughing. Yeah, I'm no, laughing. It's well, I appreciate you laughing. Everyone else is laughing at me. It's all right though. My wife was actually listening to the show today, and she goes, "Well, John, everyone knows that cats have superpowers, so <laughs> that show's not important." And I was like, "Oh, okay, well, exactly. Thanks, right. babe. Supportive." Exactly. Exactly. Uh, but yeah. Okay. So, so do you think there's something to it? Do you think uh, again, the magnetic field or you think they're just kind of like empaths, maybe natural empaths, or do you think that's, that's a bunch of hogwash? I'm open to all those things. What do you think? Well, I think animals do have a connection that we don't, because if you look at it biblically, uh, biblically, when Noah had his ark being filled with animals, God was having them send in and choose between and choose between each other the two that would be selected to board the ship. So to me, that is a spiritual entity directing animals. You see what I'm saying? So if, if something enters you like that, I'm pretty sure it can be passed down. So it wouldn't be far fetched for me to think that animals have, especially cats for some reason, have a paranormal sense that we don't. Okay, uh, that I can buy that, and uh, so so uh, ha- have you ever had pets in your life where something like this happened, or is it is it all kind of like a hearsay from somebody else that you've heard these things? Kind of like me, like I've had pets my whole life, but I I've never seen them do weird things like that where it made me wonder. You know, they do weird things all the time. Like like pets just sometimes do spurg out and do weird things, but like nothing that ever made me wonder if there was like you know an entity in the kitchen or something like that. What about you? I tell you what, we had this one cat, and we called him uh, Gatsby. He was great. Anyways, he would do this one thing where he would get real low to the ground. He was real fat, too, so it didn't take very much because his stomach <laughs> dropped the ground. He, he loved it. But anyway, so he'd get real low to the ground, and then he'd lock on to something, and then he'd run over to it, and I swear he could find my wife's underbridges anywhere in the house, and that's a superpower. <laughs> that's the superpower. Your ass is grass, bro. <laughs> I know, but not as much as that cat's because he could find them literally anywhere and bring them to the dining room table. And it was impressive every single time, (laughs) every single time. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, back to, back to the seriousness of the matter, you funny guy. Uh, what do you think? Do you think, uh, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to think about some of this because, you know, some, some people, uh, you get firsthand accounts of things that actually, uh, you know, they, they've seen and they're, they're empathic and they, they you know, they see, uh, or, or have had, uh, supernatural experiences in their, in their homes and then their pets react to these things. Right. I'm not that guy. Cause I, I don't sense these things. I don't know if that's like a gift or a curse you decide, but, uh, it, it, uh, it, it is what it is. Right. And when I hear, you know, perfectly sane people telling me these things, I got to wonder, right. This, this stuff seems kind of real. Well, and you got to look back through history. Why have so many cultures really embraced the animal kingdom the way they have? Why do the Egyptians consider cats gods? And um, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, you look at what they built uh, just to be able to connect with the stars and whatnot. Um, you know, it, cats have held a symbolic place in human history for being godlike 
So yeah, it's it's definitely there. I mean, we know dogs are picking up on earthquakes. We know, you know, the animals act weird. There's migratory patterns going off ma- magnetic, magnetic, uh, from ma- magnetism from the earth, stuff like that. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot there. I mean, it's hard to unpack it all in just one conversation with, with how much stuff is actually involved in the animal kingdom. Right, exactly. Uh, speaking of which, I got this, uh, this article from uh, sciencenewsforstudents.org, and it says, A Sense of Danger. Can animals warn us if an earthquake or some other natural disaster is about to strike? And uh, I, I think most notably that the, the the actual thing that sticks in my head about this recently is they had that uh, tsunami. Was that Indonesia, I believe? Um, in, in the oh, last, yeah. Right? Uh, the, so they said that just before this went down, right? So there was an earthquake out at sea. Uh, These huge waves coming in. But before it happened, uh, people reported this eerie silence. And uh, the only casualties were people because apparently all the animals that were free and could get out, like busted out and cleared out and ran for the hills because they knew this thing was coming. Right. Maybe they sensed the tremor. Maybe they who knows. But even the birds, they, they, everybody just took off. All The entire animal kingdom bounced and left uh, the, the, us dumb people there. And, and I hate to say that because it was a terrible uh, incident. Lots of people died there. But but it w- a little bit weird that the, that the animals pick up on this and just take off, right? Yeah, we've really disassociated from our, our natural abilities, though. Uh, with how little we use our brain, that means at one point we used a lot more of it than we do now. And I think it's a lot of our senses that have been diminished and someone brought up the fact that native americans used to grow their hair out longer and they they still do and uh, as someone that's had long hair uh, the key to that is uh i i I feel like when you do have longer hair you pick up on more stuff for instance um my wife if i ever come too close to her and she doesn't want me she could elbow me at (laughs) mach 26 i've calculated it and that's because her hair is long Right. right. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, she's sensing the urge. <laughs> it's got the, it's the 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 static the the static uh, charge in the hair. Yep. It's, it's sensing you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> as always, if I had a cat right now, it would be warning me of a natural. <laughs> with how my wife just that's, looked at me that's about to go down gotcha gotcha like i told you i i've tried to warn you my friend your ass is grass but uh we got a call behind you so we're gonna we're gonna truck on any any final thought while we got you on the phone no i just gotta figure out how i'm gonna get my wife in this cell phone out of facebook jail <laughs> all right uh, good luck with that let me know if uh, i can be of any assistance though uh they don't listen to me uh facebook or your wife so <laughs> Thanks, John. <laughs> Thanks, John. Uh, you guys are the best. See, uh, great calls. And again, so this this article again, uh, and this isn't the only one, right? Uh, science news for students: a sense of danger. Uh, so, animals do amazing things. Birds migrate immense distances. Whales communicate across vast oceans. Honeybees remember familiar flowers. Crows can turn sticks into tools. Dogs sense when their owners are coming home. Elephants can imitate sounds. Monkeys do simple math. Apes make artwork. Uh, can animals warn us if a natural disaster? is about to strike and this uh this is the one we're talking about here a few days after the asian tsunami several months ago and this is way back in 2005 when this article came 
A person living in Thailand watched thousands upon thousands of ants rush away from the beach into the forest. According to other accounts, elephants screamed and ran to higher ground as many as 10 days before disaster struck. Zoo animals hid in their cages. Dogs refused to go outside. So uh, definitely they know what the heck is going on with this. Uh, great calls tonight, guys. That was funny, John. Uh, let's go to uh, let's go to this call. I'm not sure exactly who this is. Uh, you're on Trouble Minds with Mike. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Uh, it's Michael J. Damn it. Michael. How come I made a note and uh, it's a, I'm supposed to be notified when Michael J calls. And so I don't have to ask you your name. <laughs> Michael J, welcome to the show. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing very well. What do you think about all this animal stuff? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I used to train horses for a living. Okay. And so? So, yeah, they have that, they have that intuitive. Uh, they have that psychic ability that no stuff's coming before you do. They have that sixth sense. It seems like it, right? Uh, do you have any like specific examples you can tell us that happened while you were training horses? Um, well, I, when I trained the babies, uh, the three-year-olds, um, I teach them voice command, and um, I just use my voice. And I'd visualize in my head what I wanted them to do, and uh, you know, you, you create that connection over a period of time with them. You, you, the guy was talking about uh, setting that um, uh, neural link from the dog to the military guy. And that happens naturally. That's something if you're you know, attentive to your pet and you're intuitive to the pet, that neural link happens naturally. Um, and anyways, I trained the babies and I just visualized what I'm going to do and I kept repeating the word and they would do it. You know, um, so you, you get that kind of connection with it. I had a dog. I moved back to uh, the East Coast to take care of my mom because she was getting sick and I had my dog with me. And my mom was sitting in the living room and we hear this like this, you know, it sounded like a big man. You could hear the footsteps right up on the front porch. You know, it's heavy. And my dog went flying up to the door. And I'm, I'm thinking, and look at mom's like, who, you know, who's here? And you get that. If you hear enough uh, sounds like a ghost or something like that, you, it's like an, you're, you know that that's, no one's there. Anyways, he went flying up to the door. All you saw were teeth and legs. I finally got the door open. Nobody there, but he was looking at somebody who was about six foot two. And he was staring dead up. And he just he was just going nuts about it. So yeah, they and my cats cats do the same thing. They watch shit on the ceiling and run around. So there was but, uh, absolutely yeah. They, so there was something there. There was there was some uh, entity or something at the front door, and your your dog was detected. Oh, it was, it was it was. I don't know if it was one of my mom's relatives or what, but then I mean, somebody came up. It could have been someone out of the uh, Civil War. But yeah, there was something there. I mean, he was just going nuts. And I finally got him to calm down. I kind of you know got him away from him because I couldn't pull him back. It was like so whatever was there was there. But absolutely yeah. Yeah, interesting, interesting stuff. Um, I, so, do you think there's a? It's more uh, like paranormal, or do you think that it's maybe some of this is we can chalk up to like scientific stuff, kind of like uh, the the electromagnetic field or some of these other things? Well, I don't look at it that way. I look at it as frequencies. You know, um, animals can see things that we can't see because their 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 brains. Um, in their, you know, that part of their, their body, and actually in their body, there's different frequencies there that they can see into that we can't see, okay? Um, because they're more naturally adapted to nature. And so they're going to be out there in order to survive. They're going to be more open to seeing other things. Uh, so my feeling is, and people who think, animal, you know, some animals don't have souls, uh, the animals, to me, are, are advanced to us. We're, we're, on the, we're in the back of the bus. 
because um, they they're able to do these things. And you can, when you link them with your because uh, my cats, I'm linked into my cats, and you know I know where they are. I just had one come back after two days, and somebody shot him in the head with a BB gun. And um, see, he's here now, but um, um, absolutely. You when I was when I was training horses, I knew when a horse was going to get colic and what specific horse going to colic two days before they actually came down with colic. You know, and then it would come down with it. Uh, when you have that kind of link with the animals, there that's that would be a natural neural link. They, I'm, I'm sure the military does something scientific, but yeah, they, it's frequencies to me. I don't think it's uh, paranormal. To me, it's frequencies. It's just normal for them. Right. So you know, when so, you hear your dog bark, go ahead. Go ahead. No. Well, like when I hear my dog bark, I knew his barks. If it was just you know, hey, you know, somebody's out here. Uh, type of thing, or if he's getting serious about the way he's barking, and then if he's really getting serious, or it's a, or he's looking for me, you know, he could be in the backyard, he'd start barking, I'm like running out, he's just standing there with his head up, wagging his tail, he just wanted to call me to come out with him. Um, you know, they do these things, and he was like that a lot. Um, he, was, he was very, I, I used to take him to, uh, I get my paycheck when I was working, um, I get my paycheck in, and one of the things I do is I take him to Burger King for dinner. Right, and had a van, so I get you know in the back seat or the the uh, bench seat behind me. So I get him three patties. I get what I want, and we sit there. You know, I feed him, and he always knew when my paycheck came. He knew it was every two weeks, <laughs> and I get my paycheck, come home. He knew. He'd come run up like, "Are we going?" And it's like going yeah. where, you know, <laughs> or if I thought it, he knew. Right, right, right. So you have that link with your animals, and um, and that's why some people have a very hard time when their animal passes. Because you have that, that innate link that you may not have with a human. And people don't do that with each other, but animals will do that with you, and you can achieve that much more easily with animals. They're, they're, they don't have the same boundaries or fences and walls that we have. You yeah, know, they're just of, very open. They're yeah. very unconditional, basically. Yeah, it's kind of like like a kind of a taking it into the the woo woo world a little bit. Uh, it, it's kind of like nature magic, right? It's like they have this uh, this openness. Yeah, basically, to the, yeah. Oh, I love yeah. raccoons. Right. I had these raccoons come on my back porch, and they're running around going through the trash. And I heard them, so I you know opened the door real slow, and I went out there and looked at them, and they're all looking like, oh, man, he caught us. So they're kind of sneaking out the back door, and this one, I started approaching them because I wanted to watch them, you know, walk away because they weren't I mean, they weren't in no hurry. One of them stops. Stands up on his back legs and he puts his front legs up like I was arresting him. And he just stood there, stood there, stood there staring at me. Busted. And then, you know, great. He went back down and I started approaching him again. He stood back up and put his, you know, hands back up like, oh, you know, I give up, I give up. And, you know, they have that little bandit mask on. But right. it's like I was arresting him. So I just, you know, let him go and he caught up with the other ones. But yeah, they know. They know yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. I had a, my dog was passing in last June. The neighbor's dog, who is definitely afraid of me. He sees me, and I start talking to him. He hauls butt the other way. He's gone. The day my dog, my dog passed away at midnight, June 15th last year. And that day, I was out weed eating because I, I knew it was coming. And it's like I had to start separating myself from him and just, you know, let it happen. And so I was out weed eating. The neighbor's dog, which is always afraid of me, came up and stood two feet away from me for like three to four hours. And he was wagging his tail, being friendly. And I had a uh, weed eater with the two handles on it, just, you know, just keep trying to keep myself busy. And um, he stood there for, with me for about three or four hours, and he stood right by me. And then I finally had to tell him to go home because I wanted to go back in. But that, and I've never seen that dog since. 
and he knew something was going on. My cats that day, they all just got really super quiet and very somber and just were just kind of sitting. And then, you know, when he passed, it's like suddenly they got up and started moving around again. But they didn't move all day. So they're very sensitive to all that. I mean, yeah. that's that's just, it's normal for me. Yeah, they knew it was that. coming. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, I, I guess, uh, I guess uh, really the conversation, not, not just this, but really the larger conversation is, is kind of that, uh, you know, science and magic, right? And, uh, you know, like Arthur C. Clarke said, uh, they're indistinguishable when you're talking about like technology from, you know, generations away ahead of us. It, science is magic at some point, right? And so uh, that's kind of really the, the question well, we're talking about tonight. Well, you know what I mean, right? Like a, if aliens come here and they've got science, to us it's magic. It, we perceive it as magic, even though it may not be, right? That's kind of what I'm saying. Is really uh, a larger at that point, conversation. Yeah, but it, yeah, it's technology, but um, it's, I see it all. Uh, to magic to me is when I can clap my hands and, uh, you know, a million dollars appears. Poof, here it is. That's magic to me. Um to me, when you have that sixth sense with the animals or anybody, to me, that's just, it's a natural way of being. So I don't, I wouldn't consider it magic for me, um, but it's just a natural way of being stuff. Because, you know, people are like, you know, how do you know that? It's like, it's just, that's natural. That's normal for us. And we, we're not at that yet. When the animals are, you can learn so much from animals. It's incredible. When I was training horses, I learned more from the horses than I did the instructors. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I, and if, if you pay attention, I mean, you could, uh, you know, my opinion, you could learn things from the trees if you pay attention. You know what I mean? It seems silly to say yeah. that, but, yeah. but, but there's, there's a lot of like, it's life, it's life out there. It's, it's, it's having, it's doing its thing to survive just like we are. And, uh, you know, if you pay attention, yeah. I think, and, you know, the whispers in the trees, I think they can probably teach you something if you pay attention. Oh, it's but, like a friend of mine. It was weird. About two years ago, three years ago. I'm sitting at home, and it's like suddenly I just get this overwhelming feeling of, like, the Army's getting ready, like Civil War's coming back. And I could see these guys, you know, in, like, modern times, putting on their, their red coats and the, the little wigs and stuff, like, for, for Civil War. And she called me up four hours later, and she goes, did you feel that? And I said, yes. And she was talking about that. We talked about it. It was the exact same thing. It was just like this overwhelming wave came over. But, you know, and we're, that's who we are. It's interesting. Once you get used to the being around the animals and dealing with that, you get around the birds, snakes, anything. It's like suddenly they stay much closer to you. And when you go outside, the birds don't fly off. They're scared because suddenly you're, you, you develop this, this feeling for nature in general. So when you're out, you have that innate, I want to say an innate love for it, a general acceptance and there's an unconditional acceptance to you that comes back. And then you yeah. give that back. It's reciprocated. Yeah. So they, they, so sense, yeah, it's, it's they, all out there. Yeah. They sense the peace in you and kind of respect it as, okay, well, this, this guy's cool. Yeah. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Makes Except a lot of sense. Deer. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. I, I think, uh, I've, I've actually seen, uh, it's rare, but I think, uh, I think if you're maybe just quiet enough and just timid enough and do it just the right way, I think you can approach a deer. I think it's been done before. I don't know. Oh, I no. I tried. I had twelve <laughs> mule deer in my backyard, and I'm like being really quiet, you know. And mule deer, are, they're not that. They don't really run off that. That they're not that strong. And I went out, and one of them, and boom, gone. I was like, damn it. Went back inside. Three hours later, I had twelve whitetail in my backyard, and they're spooky as hell. And I was like trying to be quiet, like oh, you know, Bambi, and poof, gone. I get near deers and they look at me like, uh, 
Not doing it. Not Anything doing else? It. I don't have a rule. That's yeah, funny. they just, no. Nah, I think because I probably, you know, one of them, I hit, unfortunately, I hit uh, one of them with my car, so maybe they all, they all know now. <laughs> you're, you're a marked man. <laughs> uh, I'm marked. The, the, you're marked. You're marked by the deer. Uh, this is, everybody, this is Michael J. from the Fringe Discord. I appreciate your calls, as always, my man. Uh, hot takes, good stuff. Uh, I appreciate you calling in. We, we're about to end here, so we're going we're gonna to right, keep thanks. on trucking. Thanks, bro. All right. Thanks a lot, Michael. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, there you go. Michael J. from the Fringe FM uh, Discord. If you guys, uh, again, this 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 is the caliber of folks that you get to to get to experience if you guys join the Discords, right? We've got a Discord at troubledminds.org. Uh, click the Discord link. You can jump in there and, and meet some of these people. Go to fringe.fm slash chat and you can uh, join the, the fringe discord and look look at all the amazing people that called in tonight all of these folks we met doing this show right all of these folks have uh, many of them have been contributing to this show for a very long time and uh, it's it's becoming a community it's becoming a very large thing and uh, it's uh, becoming uh, popular with a lot of you and I appreciate it the, again the the feedback is fantastic uh, your calls are beyond amazing and like i said it makes the world go round for me um it's a uh, it just makes a lot more sense to hear you guys talking about these things than it does me because me you know i'm reading some crappy web pages off the internet and you know like i said it, it's very substitute teachery but then once we get all of us together and we tell our stories and uh we form this bond in this community. Uh, I'm telling you, there's a, there are th- few things in this world that can be beat than uh, a bunch of people to come together, respect each other, and uh, tell some amazing stories. So there you go. That's what the show is really about. In the end, it's uh, it's coming together. I think we should uh, spend a little more time coming together and a little less time hating each other. Call me a. Uh I don't know. What would you call me? I think you'd call me a revolutionary (laughs) for thinking that way in this day and age. But uh, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to stand up to the hate media and uh, say, hey, look, let's do this. Let's get together and talk about these things and respect each other. And that's what this show's about, among many other things. Thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for all the chat. Thanks for all the support. You guys are amazing. Uh, We do Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, which means we'll be back tomorrow night 7 p.m. talking about more amazing things for right now if you're listening to fringe fm joe roop is next lighting the void if you're listening on d live facebook or youtube one more hour of troubled minds coming up be sure be strong be true thank you for listening guys from our troubled minds to yours have a great night Greetings and welcome to Troubled Minds Radio. Yeah, I'm your host, Michael Strange. We are here talking about empathic animals. We're talking about animals. Do they have a sixth sense? And if so, do you believe it's of the paranormal nature? Or do you believe it's of the scientific nature? Or do you believe it's an old wives' tale? I'd love to hear from you tonight. As we talk about this stuff, always great to hear uh, your guys' take on this stuff. So many great calls tonight, and we've got room for more. If you guys want to be part of the show, give us a call, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. 
1037. And you can join the Discord, troubledminds.org is the official website. Don't mind the website right now. It's kind of a mess, uh, dead links and things. It is under construction, reconstruction, because we got a new podcast host and things are shaping up. Things are looking like, uh, yeah, things are growing. Things are, things are going the right direction. And again, thank you to you guys for all of that. Uh, uh, like I always say, it's just uh, without you, it's just me sitting here in the corner mumbling to myself. And well, <laughs> that's a lot less fun, isn't it? That's a lot less fun. Shout out to Robert Arend, A-R-E-N-D. He sent me uh, some books that he wrote, um, which uh, which uh, I'm going to plug the book because he was nice enough to send them to me. Stories from a Fractured Mind. And this is from uh, Robert Arend, A-R-E-N-D. I uh, just picked him up from the mail today, and I appreciate that. I'm looking forward to reading some of the stories you've written, and uh, good stuff. I'll, uh, his link is actually attached to the shows already. If you guys want to check out his book and support some folks who've supported the show, uh, kind of get together as part of the community, right? You want to support the man? I uh, appreciate his work here, and I appreciate him listening and being a longtime fan. So uh, if you want to uh, you want to support you know what to do. Go to uh, YouTube. He's, his his uh, book is linked. You can get it right on Amazon. Uh, thank you for sending that again, Robert. I appreciate that a lot. All right, let's go. We got uh, we got uh, a couple calls coming in. Let's see. Uh, let's go to let's go to um, let's see who's here first. Let's go to Beachwood. Let's go back to Beachwood. What's up, Beachwood? How you doing, buddy? What's on your mind, my man? Oh, what's up, man? Dude, this was one of the best shows I've ever heard because. Let me tell you something. I love calling your show. I love listening to about aliens. I love listening to about everything. And, you know, people go back to science. Everything in the animal world can be backed by science. It's already there. And there's so many points. Uh, and one of the things that I forgot to mention was monogamous creatures. You know, like swans, things like that, that exist. And, and a monogamous creature is a creature that mates for life. You know, and that's why they call swans lovebirds. And there's a few creatures that do it. But that exists in, you know, the nature world. So they don't have a reason why. It, it's all emotional. Because, you know, re, it's species, reproduction is about the survival of the species. And you, you see that in the animal kingdom. Uh, you know, wolves have a hierarchy. Wolves have an alpha male, and only the alpha male mates, and then they have a beta, and they have a structure, and it, it's for the genes to carry on. But then also, it just relate. This topic relates so much to like the other night we were talking about bringing back dinosaurs and stuff. And already in the world today, like uh, I mean, we have mules. A mule is a, a horse and a donkey, and a mule can't reproduce. But a mule's been around for a long time. And, you know, we've, we've been tampering with genetics for a very, very long time. And it just shows how it's all related. And it's a great place to start. But, um, no, monogamous creatures, that was the, the one that I really wanted to bring up and why that exists. And a lot of humans can be that way, and sometimes they can't be that way. <laughs> many more but times it, they can't be that way. <laughs> it, 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 many, many more times. <laughs> yeah, uh, but um, yeah, no, it's a good point. It's a good point. So, so that the whether that's you know that the nature part of it where they've they've uh, it's become uh, you know more um, more more uh, what would you say like advantageous for their survival? Uh, maybe, maybe not. You know, uh, it, maybe it's just that uh, they're more in tune with each other in that animal way. And uh, it's a good point. That's a good point. 
Um, very, very. Uh, yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. Go ahead. Also, uh, just uh, we were talking about gifts that animals have and creatures on this this earth that they have. Now, humans were gifted with intellect. That was our gift. We have, we have intelligence and we're top dog on on the earth as far as we know, as far as most people think. But when you look at human beings, what makes us different is our intelligence and we have thumbs. Nobody brought up thumbs. We have thumbs. <laughs> that means I we was can... always told that <laughs> we have thumbs and um, like pound for pound, all right, pound for pound in, in like the animal world, the human being really isn't that impressive. You know, pound for pound, what we have, we got flat teeth. Uh, we don't, uh, chimp, chimps, like almost all primates are way stronger than us. Uh, when you look at the insect world, way stronger than us. You know, you know, ants like 50 times their weight. Uh, all sorts of, you know, insects. Uh, or spiders, you brought up spiders to begin with. Um, spider silk is one of the strongest materials known on the planet. It's like stronger than carbon fiber, like uh, tinsel strength and stuff. As far as you know, pound power, pound to weight ratio. Yeah, they say it's know, like cable. Like that. Stronger than like uh, steel cables. So yeah, yeah. And you know, it's just magnificent things. But you know, we're all we're not all that impressive, as far as, <laughs> other than our brains. You know, we're not as far as what we do. We're yeah, that's true. Come on, uh, you know, I have to slip it in. I have to slip it in. Beachwood, you know what you do with thumbs, right? Oh man! No, no, what, don't what do don't you... answer that. Don't, don't just say no. I don't know. <laughs> don't answer that. <laughs> okay, let's, let's set set me up. Uh, the thumbs allow us to to type on the phone and send poop emojis to each other. That's that's what you can do with thumbs. Yeah, okay. they do. That's the most important thing. That's the most important thing. <laughs> it's uh, the the way we've communicated. That's that's the new Neuralink. We're sending poop emojis to each other with our thumbs, and uh, it makes us so much smarter than the animal kingdom. <laughs> Yeah, but well, we're also the only animal that records records history. But we also see animals do. There's a few animals that figured out how to use tools. Very few animals actually know how to use tools. They've seen it with you know primates, gorillas, otters use rocks, and uh, it just makes me question evolution and adaptation and humans' intervention. Because, you know, I'm a fisherman. My dream at one time was actually to be a professional bass fisherman. I don't know if you know anything about that, but they have, like, bass masters. They have something called FLW. And it's real, real serious. Like, it's, I'm from the Northeast. It's not as popular up here, but it's almost, it's like low-grade NASCAR. Like, down south, you know, people are really into it. And I actually got really good. And when I got really into it and joined some real tournaments, I find I I didn't like the people. Like I, I, I had someone uh, flatten my tires and uh, I got kicked out of a club. I, I found that it wasn't, I liked fishing more than uh, the career. But, uh, you know, I studied the biology of animals. And then I also studied the nature of humans too along that process. It was just interesting. Yeah, definitely good stuff. Uh, I I got to admit, I did put on that Bassmasters once, and I think I lasted about ninety seconds before I fell asleep. But it was a hell of a nap, I tell you what. 
<laughs> it's a hell of a nap. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the only thing more boring than fishing, I mean, fishing's fun, right? Because, you know, you're out there in the nature and it's all good. But but it's chill time, right? It's just chill time, right? For me, it's not competitive or anything. like just chill time. But the only thing more like uh, kind of relaxing than that is watching somebody else fish because, man, I'm asleep before you can shake a stick at it. <laughs> That's for sure. Oh, That's definitely for crazy. sure. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, so we got, you, we got a, you'd be surprised. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, we got, a, we, we got a call be behind you, so so go ahead and let's wrap this up. Uh, nothing. I was just going to tell you about some. No, 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 no. But, I like uh, that. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Final point. Go ahead, sir. You'd be surprised if you study your creature that, um, you know, people that get into it, you know, they say fishing ain't luck. And uh, if you actually study the fish, fish are smart for reasons just embedded for them. And, uh, you know, that's how you figure them out. But what I was going to say, too, is also bass fishing, all right? They have crossbred bass in every lake. Like when you take your kids out fishing, when you catch a, bra- a bass, that bass is most likely uh, a hybrid or already genetically modified. Like that's how much influence human beings have had on the fishing industry. And there's a few famous largemouth bass strains like uh, F2 and F1 Florida bass. They crossed them with bass from up north in Michigan because they're more aggressive. But, you know, that was back in the day. People have been, they've been doing that for forever. So you don't know, you know, in the science world, it's, it's like a delay what actually gets released to the public. Like stuff that we think is new has been done for a long time, but it still all relates to the animal things. But other than that, that's it. Beachwood. Thank you so much for sharing. Thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Uh, like I said, yeah, you're you're one of the one of the ones that stirs the drink and keeps this community going. And I, I appreciate it a lot, my man. Thank you so much. All right, brother. Thank you, my friend. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Have a great night. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. There you go. That's Beachwood from Massachusetts. And there you go. So if you if you've only heard bad things about folks from Massachusetts, well, now you can put that to rest because Beachwood has said it straight. Let's go to, let's go. Speaking of uh, bad things about people, let's go to the copper mustache from YouTube. So if you've heard that all the YouTubers out there are just uh, uh, liars and thieves, well, uh, we've got the copper mustache from YouTube that's showing up to set that straight. How are you, my friend? Hey, great, Dr. Doolittle. How are you doing? <laughs> doing good, man. Doing good. What's on your mind tonight? Um, hey, um, a couple of things that you know, I kind of picked up on while listening to this whole series. And uh, first, the, the comparison of uh, cats and dogs throughout history. You know, uh, why are just cats and dogs? The, I guess you put birds in there too, but mainly it's cats and dogs are the, are the primary animals that have gravitated towards people that we've gotten into this uh, relationship. And this goes back not hundreds, but thousands of years, right? I mean, it goes all the way back to the pharaohs. Uh, these these animals uh, hypnotized us. They they loved us. We loved them. Uh, and those those two particular animals have really done something to us, which is amazing. And uh, obviously, they picked up on a lot of our traits. Um, and as we look throughout the years, uh, one of your callers. Uh, I, I, I'm not a cat guy. I don't know much cat guy, but it really provoked me to look on my do a little research on it while we were listening to the broadcast. And um, what I found out was, in, in a short period of time, was that uh, cats especially 
uh, we've been really uh, busy <laughs> in our history. Um, they were busy with the alchemists. They were busy with the royalties. They were busy, um, uh, uh, obviously, uh, in the farming communities uh, with getting rid of pests and things like that. Um, uh, one of the things, too, is that they also are very good at uh, people who are having uh, issues, uh, uh, maybe not uh, being able to uh, socialize with other people as well. They've brought them out of their shells, so to speak, and brought them into the communities. Others who have had dementia at early ages have been able to survive on their own just with cats. Um, it, it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. Uh, and there's a lot of literature on there. Even the colors of the cats, they symbolize different things. Um, like the, the tabby, the Morris, the cat was a, you know, a fat, happy cat. Yeah, they're happy cats. Black cats, everything. So this thing, oh, don't, don't get near, don't let a cat walk. I can't run them you. <clears throat> it's opposite. They're actually extremely lucky. Um, so there's just a lot of really cool uh, lore, folklore probably, and also history um, with cats. And then as far as dogs go, I've always been a dog guy. Um, and I can tell you they're, they've always been healers. Um, um, I've experienced it myself. I've had uh, over nine golden retrievers and several other dogs over the period of my life. Uh, I had my father and my father-in-law who were in a, uh, a, a retirement home. I used to take my golden retrievers over there, and not only would they feel so much better if I brought the golden retriever over there, other people would come up to them, and it, they would be like, the dogs would be like, hey, I know you're not feeling well. you know." And they would stick their heads under their hands you know, to have them pet them because they knew they weren't feeling well. So they were in sync with us. Yeah. You know? yeah. So there's a lot that can have been said about this relationship that we've, we've gained over the years, you know, uh, between these two animals. Yeah, definitely. And I think, I think you're right. Like cats kind of get a bad rap, but, uh, they, they, they are intuitive as well. I, I had a cat growing up and then when I was a young adult as well. And, and, you know, they're, they're pretty amazing to me. I, I'm, I'm, you know, they say that people are cat people or dog people. I'm both. I, I love them both. Uh, you know, they've had, I've had uh, fantastic experiences with both of them and you're right. I think if you go back to, to history, go back to the Egyptians, right? They worshiped cats as gods even because, because of the 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 weird, uh, I guess you could call it preternatural type supernatural abilities these cats seem to possess, and I think there's a reason for that. You know, that there's there's that empathy that uh, a cat is kind of smart in their own way, and you have to really work to get them to uh, to do the things you want them to do. You know, like a dog, you just give the treats and say sit, sit, sit over and over, and eventually they'll just sit. You know, they'll do what they're told. But a cat, no, no such thing, man. They they have a mind of their own. You know. But uh, it doesn't mean that they're, you know, alien or monsters or bad or any of the rest of that. They can be as cuddly and lovable as dogs. It's just, uh, it's kind of how you treat them. It's the relationship. It's all the rest of that. Uh, I'm, I'm both. I'm both. Hold, uh, real quick, this uh, this great comment from uh, from uh, Katie on uh, YouTube. Uh, you probably read this. I'm going to read it and get your take on this. Uh, Katie says, the three-year-old filly of mine literally cried on my shoulder after she lost a race. I was hug- hugging her around the neck. And if that doesn't tell you all you need to know about uh, animals right there, I don't know what does, right? 
Like uh, they, they, they feel that it's yeah, just, it's just a race. It's, it's, it's dumb. It's simple. It's, you know, there's going to be another race tomorrow, the next day or next week, but they feel it, you know, they feel that emotion. They, they truly do. And it's crazy. I mean, when you think about it, the, the Sphinx is half cat, you know, or yeah. course cat, with yeah. human head on it, you know, you know, so there's gotta be something there. I mean, it's way back when, who knows what, but the other thing that's really cool to not cool, but that, I guess that is cool. Um, are all the series, and you're seeing more and more of these online, of dogs who are um, going to funerals of their of their owners, and they will not re- they will not leave the grave. You know, and it's not just one or two odd cases; it's hundreds of them. You know, they'll they'll sit there and they'll just lay on the grave. Now it could be because of the smell or whatever, but I mean they the human body is put into two different boxes and buried six feet under. And you gotta have a super duper snoofer, uh, sniffer to, to, to smell that, you know? So, you know, and obviously they can't read. So, uh, you know, that's a, another amazing fact that these animals are doing, um, that, uh, it's almost like they were put on earth to be with us and protect us. So, uh, you know, however you believe, um, it's just, it's just amazing when you look into these uh, animals' uh, stories. Agreed, hundred percent. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Dog. Okay. Uh, copper mustaches. I had gold retrievers as copper, and I used to have a mustache. I see. Copper mustache. I see. You you <laughs> shaved that off, right? Because I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I should. I, I should. I think Steve Jeff was getting too long. <laughs> in 1977, you shaved that off. Please tell me. <laughs> okay. yeah, I know I shaved off a couple of years ago, but I started in 1977. <laughs> right, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, you're the best, my friend. So, so yeah. uh, at, at the end of this, what do you think? Do you think there's a – so we, we can agree there's like animals have this – empathic connection to people. I think there's no doubt there, right? There's like kind of like I said earlier when Michael, Michael J called nature magic, right? There's like a, there's like a, uh, if you open yourself up to it, I believe there's, there's a, there is an inherent magic in nature and that it's all one organism, you know, like uh, the Gaia hypothesis, earth is one huge living organism, but it may not be because of the earth itself, right? Like Mars, they say is just a rocky planet with no life whatsoever. It's just a rock, a big rock in space, but earth has an entire ecosystem and it's not just the atmosphere. It's not just the water. It's everything. It's uh, it's the animals, it's the trees, it's us, it's the whole deal. And uh, with this empathic thing, I think that it's easy to say that, yeah, fine, you know, there's a, there's a, a connection there. But do you think there's anything uh, in, in the paranormal realm about any of that? I, I don't know. I do know that animals are actually more in tune with the earth than humans are. I mean, they, they, they obviously know um, how to hunt. They know how to stay away from predators. They know how to how to sense things much better than a human would be. You take a stray cat who's been in the house for a hundred years, or a dog who's been in the house for a hundred years. You throw them out in the woods, and you throw a human out in the woods. I guarantee you, the cat or the dog is going to do better than the human. You know, um, so I think they're more tuned with uh, uh, the earth and its surroundings. But as far as the paranormal. Uh, I think that's a hard one to call for um, because there has been issues in the past. Uh, 
that have alerted certain animals to things. Uh, look, look again at the dogs who, 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 who are hovering over the graves. Um, so, I mean, there's got to be something going on there. Uh, I don't know what, but, um, yeah, I think they're a little more in tune than we are. Maybe they're more open-minded, who knows. That they have uh, they have no thumbs to send poop emojis. So I mean, I think they're a step <laughs> ahead of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, like yeah. no no devices, no technology. No, uh, my uh, my my mom calls uh, uh, the cat looking outside through the through the window calls that kitty TV, right? Because they're they're like just uh, mesmerized with like the outdoors or whatever, right? The things going on out there, the birds flying, you know, the cars driving by. It's like simple things, and they're just mesmerized. Yeah, de- definitely good stuff. So, so maybe, maybe not, eh, maybe not a paranormal connection, but maybe, maybe this nature magic, like I was kind of saying, maybe that is that paranormal yeah. connection where we're all kind of one. Yeah, one I, I mean, I mean, there, there, there could be some paranormal things. I mean, as I mentioned earlier in the, in the comments on the side, I mean, there is the, the Skinwalker Ranch stuff that talks about a lot of animals and the way they behaved with these very unusual circumstances. And the help me out here. I don't. I don't speak Spanish very well. Cabarupa, you know what I'm talking about, don't you? Chupacabra, chupacabra. The, yeah, chupacabra. 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 That's um, a goat, goat sucker. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, you're in native woods. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, the, the, those are animals that, um, the particular case, that's an animal that is actually coming out of a, apparently, uh, it's, is coming out of a force field of some sort, and 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 leaving in a force field of some sort. So, yeah, I mean, you must have them all over the place, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I can buy it. I can, I can definitely think that. Uh uh, whether it's a, you know just a scientific electromagnetic thing or whether it's a you know a little bit more mysterious than that, I think there's definitely something going on with pets. And again, right? It uh, I think in, in the end it makes a great conversation. Uh, do you have a Do you have a YouTube yeah, channel? Do you put up uh, content on your YouTube channel? By the way, I haven't checked. Do I? No, I don't have a YouTube channel. Okay, okay. Uh, um, if but, you did, I was going to plug um, it. I was going to plug it for you. But okay, go ahead, sir. No, I I, I bother you instead. <laughs> perfect. Um, perfect. <laughs> No bother. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, no. But, you know, it, it is pretty amazing because um, in all of this, uh, it's been going on for centuries and just gave time. So it's not like, um, and what's amazing is you could probably, if you, if you really took something and you said, oh, that's crazy, and you actually took it to uh, a meeting where you studied it, and you really studied it, it would end up being uh, a science. It would it would take you to science, and science will prove it either yay or nay, right? Um, but a lot of times it will say, well, you know what? There are segments of this that make sense or is unexplainable in science, and that's when it becomes conspiracy. Right. Exactly. It's it's funny that it, 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 literally everything could be conspiracy. <laughs> I mean, the more you think yeah, about it, you're right. like, well, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, totally, <laughs> totally. And, and it shouldn't be. It should be. It should be uh, studied to exhaust. You're yeah. exhausted on it. Yeah. And then become conspiracy. Right. Well, and, and, but and, and, we you know, we tend to do right away. Oh, I saw a gopher fly into the Mars, <laughs> and it's you know, oh, there's a conspiracy. Right. right there's right, gophers exactly. in Mars. You know. It's not like anybody studied it, you know. But if you studied it and they said, "Hey, sure enough, look at that! There's gophers with little <laughs> rocket ships run up there," 
But, yeah, okay. Right, right. Well, well, we can't explain that. Let's, let's deal with that. The thing is this, but, though. You know, right? that's, no, you're right. You're right. But the thing filters, is this. Right? Yeah, so regarding conspiracies, though, like in an honest world, conspiracies conspiracies don't exist, you know, because we just have all the information and everything's as honest as it can be. <laughs> but like in a, in well, a dis- yeah. disgustingly deceptive, honest, dishonest world, uh, it's, it's it becomes conspiracy will conspiracy land, and that's that's where we live. It's unfortunate, but uh, that's 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 it's. I mean, it's it's great for conversation, con- but sorry, go ahead, go right ahead. The most famous conspiracies are those that are backed by fact. JFK being one one example. Yeah, oh yeah. The most famous ones are backed by some kind of fact. And if you get that fact behind it and it's a conspiracy, so conspiracies, you can prove it, you know, just like in America, you're not guilty until proven innocent or whatever. Uh, You're, you know, it's not real until you can prove it. But, I can show you a fact. Now, all of a sudden, that conspiracy brings in a lot of factors to it. And that's what brings it really into play. And that's what people have to be more assertive on. Um, not just running off on every little whim that there is, but to do some studying on it. Hey, think it's something? Yeah, study it. Yeah. Make sure it's happening. Give it some time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if it's if it's phony, the the truth will uh, set you free, and it will it'll present itself if you spend some time too. So I, again, that's what the show is all about. Uh, fantastic, fantastic call, fantastic conversation. I appreciate you uh, listening every night and uh, calling in, hey. and being part of this, my man. Anything else while we got you on? Thank you very much, Doctor Doolittle, man. Have a great night. Thanks, man. <laughs> Copper mustache from YouTube. There we go. Appreciate the call. If you guys want to be part of the show tonight, we're talking about animals. We're talking about the sixth sense of animals. Do you think that uh, the em- empathic variety of an animal is uh, basically built into nature? Do you think this innate type of uh, sense uh, connection with people or connection with nature and each other? Again, do you think it's it's part of you know God's green earth, or do you think it's uh, something else entirely? Do you think there's something paranormal to this? Some people suggest that dogs or cats can see spirits, right? And uh, things like this. We had people call in and say that uh, tonight, tonight even, that said that their dogs or cats had, had seen these things. Uh, one of the funny things, I was trying to pull this meme up. I can't remember who posted this on Twitter. This is from like two weeks ago. So this is kind of before like uh, this this whole idea for the show kind of came about. Again, shout out to Alexandra if you're still listening out there from the, the Fringe Discord that called in from uh, British Columbia there. Um, uh, she actually kind of set this up by, by asking these questions in uh, the Fringe Discord discord and this is how shows are made guys let me tell you this the important thing just real fast as an aside before i get back to that if you want a show done and something talked about where we can you can call in and be part of it just let me know just uh, join the discord troubleminds.org click the discord link Uh, i'm open to it if you want to be co-host for part of it or all of it or whatever right it's all good like i said this is our show this is not uh, this is not linda moulton house show or, or george knapp show no offense to those people they're fine but you don't have to be those folks to be on this show, okay? You just have to be you, and you just have to have an idea about what you're talking about, and you don't have to worry about fumbling because you got me. If you fumble, I'll pick you up. It's okay. It's all right. You're invited. If you're listening and you can hear this right now, you're invited to be on this show, okay? It's important. It's an important distinction to make. It's a, it, This community is growing, and we're, you can see all the smart people who are part of this. And I don't want to exclude folks that are like, well, I'm too shy or I don't think I could talk for 10 minutes straight or you know what I mean? It's cool. I got you. I got you. You falter. I'll pick you up. If you want to be part of the show, please do. Uh, Tonight, 
I'm going to put the phone number again, 702-957-1037. Join the Discord. You can call in tonight if you want to uh, suggest a show or be part of a future show. Uh, that's the, the hardest part of this show is trying to figure out what to talk about each show. Putting it together and doing it is a breeze at this point. Three years solid. Three years this week, Troubled Minds has a birthday. All right? It's good. It's a good thing. I, I've gotten good enough at it where it's, uh, you know, sometimes sometimes it's not the best, but good enough to where it's just not terrible all the time, right? And that's really all you need to be, where you need to be. But that's the point. Uh, if you guys want to be part of it, it helps a lot. One, with the ideas of what you want to talk about. And two, uh, your takes. Like I said, uh, you guys know what I think. I'm on the microphone most of the time. But anyway, back to what I was saying. Shout out to uh, Alexandra from BC. Uh, if she's still listening, I don't know. But that's how these conversations begin, right? Uh, you join the Discord. You kind of mix it up. You talk about some things. And uh, there's there's a lot of things that need to be talked about. A lot of things that other folks are not talking about. And that's why we do it kind of in this open forum format and why we talk about these things. So just FYI, just shout out to all you guys out there. If you're listening and uh, you know what's going on and all the rest of this stuff, uh, you are welcome to be on the show tonight or any other time. Just uh, letting you know. You don't have to be uh, George Knapp or Linda Moulton Howe. We've got a phone call coming in. We'll take this in just a sec. If you want to be part of the show tonight, we're talking about animals and their sixth sense. Is it some sort of paranormal thing, or do you think it could be explained scientifically? And uh, what's going on with this? That's really what we're on. Uh, what we're on about tonight: seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Join the Discord troublebinds.org, and uh, get in here. Let's do it. Let's do it. Good stuff. Let's go to this phone call. I think this is a new phone number. You are on Trouble Minds with Mike. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Matt from Oregon. Matt from Oregon. What's up? How are you doing tonight? How's it going? Uh, good. Can you hear me? Hear you perfectly. Go right ahead. Okay. I have a soft voice. So if I you can't hear me, let me know. No, no, you're good. And Mike good. Mike, thank you for um I want to say a shout out to you, man. Thanks for what you do. Um the show helped me. I am um, I got bullied a lot for this kind of stuff we're talking about every night. So I appreciate you have the show that we can talk about this stuff and um like I really like what you do. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's, that was the idea. Again, you okay. can't talk about this stuff in the <laughs> yeah. water cooler, right? You get, you get shit on. It ain't right. But uh, what's on your mind tonight? So yeah. do you have pets? What do you think about this whole uh, pet conversation? Yeah, so, I mean, I had, um, I had a buddy back in the day. He, um, they had, like, a bunch of pets. They had, like, dogs and cats. So they had uh, chickens and lizards and all kinds of birds. They had all, all kinds of hamsters and stuff. And um, when they passed away, you know, back then we would just go bury them in the backyard. And so I remember, like, his dad would go, like, bury the pets in the backyard. And we'd, like, you know, say a little thing for Fluffy or whatever and have a little funeral. And they, like, buried. And it was, like, you couldn't walk without stepping where they would bury pets. And, like... I don't know if that, I don't know what it did there, like opened a portal or like did something. Cause like there was a lot of paranormal stuff we had there. There was like when I, when I was a kid, like a lot of paranormal stuff happened there and they had like their dogs would like bark at the wall and there's like nothing there. So it's a thing. It's a so, thing. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. 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 So, so let me yeah, ask you. Yeah. There's all. Go ahead. As as part of this though, uh, do do you, do you yourself or or anybody around them? Uh, the, the thing is, 
to kind of corroborate this in my mind, I want to know if there's any kind of like spiritual activity that was happening otherwise, right? That maybe these dogs picked up on that somebody else maybe noticed, or was it just kind of disconnected and it's uh, just a weird thing with the dogs? I, I think that's probably like an, um, an important thing to talk about. Yeah, I mean, it could be, it could, you know, be the land, you know, it's haunted or it could be anything that these dogs are barking at. But yeah, there was a lot of crazy stuff there. A lot of like my first paranormal experiences um, happened there. And uh, like I researched the stuff, I learned about it. And, you know, when I was a kid, I was scared. But like I learned about it and the more I learned about it, the less kind of scared I got. But I definitely believe in the dog, you know, the animals picking up on things. And it's like, we think it's paranormal, but it's not paranormal. It's normal. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So people call it paranormal, but like there's a lot of these things yeah. that are actually normal. And and though, let me say, yeah. since this is a conspiracy show, therein lies the conspiracy. Isn't it weird that like <laughs> we, can, we can basically see these things in nature that we can't explain, but everybody knows are a thing, but nobody really discusses because, well, it's paranormal, but it's not. It's normal yeah. because everybody knows it exists. It's just because you can't quantify it in nature or it hasn't been measured yet, then you're a weirdo for talking about it. And therein lies the conspiracy, yeah. my friend. <laughs> yeah, and I have another story. I have another story that's not paranormal, but it kind of proves how, like, animals can pick up on things. And uh, I was at a buddy's house, and his the dog was, like, freaking out. And his dog's like, digging at the floor. And we didn't know what was going on. And like I left, but like he told me that he woke up in the middle of the night and his smoke alarm was going off and he smelled like plastic, burning plastic. And the dog, like when he woke up and went and there was like smoke and his apartment was coming on fire from like a wire inside the floor. Holy shit. The dog knew that like, like caught, yeah, like caught his house. It was like catching his house on fire slowly. And like the dog like knew it as it was happening before the smoke or anything happened. So I thought that's kind of weird. Yeah, that's good stuff. And so like, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. The evolution of the evolution of like animals and stuff. Um, if you guys watch, um, do you guys watch the show, the cosmos with, um, Denise now Tyson? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I I watch that from time to time. Yeah. Carl Sagan's and all that. Um, he did one on like, uh, wolves, like how man like took a wolf, and like trained it and like all the dog, all dog breeds we have now are from a wolf. Like a, like a particular, uh, actually funny you, you bring up that exact episode. I've seen that exact episode. There, there's probably 20 of them. Yeah. It's in a, it's I've in a car- seen three of them. Yeah. It's a, a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. But it shows you like how man, how man like helped, you know, breed down to dogs we have now to all the breeds of dogs we have now came from that one line. So that's kind of interesting too. It's like how, you know, they could be have that sixth sense also, and other things of like human or like pet evolution or animal evolution of like, you know how you know how like baseball players wear um, like the black line under their eye, yeah, to reflect uh, the sun. Yeah, they say re- yeah, reflect like, the sun. You look, you, yep. Yeah, you look at like a cheetah, like a cheetah hunt, and like so like evolution of that animal like made them have a black eye to reflect the sun. <laughs> the, the, the sports ready. And there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah. You're right. You're there's all right. kinds of stuff like that. We, we were talking about earlier in the show about like how bats have echolocation and things and like the evolution of a pet, like how an animal, like a dog's nose is long 
so it could smell. And a cat's ears are long so it could hear. Right, exactly. Like how the animals have evolved through time. And things like a, like a hawk eye or like a falcon's eye is like long, like straight. So it could like see far. And like a goat's eye is like square. So it could see like, because it's a, you know, so it's wide. a prey. It's like, it's so like it's, a wide angle you lens. You see wide. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> that's kind of, see- it's kind of trippy how like yep. animal, like the evolution of an animal has come down to, you know, evolving them to have these like powers kind of like every animal has its own kind of special power. Yeah. And don't forget, we have thumbs so we can send poop emojis, right? <laughs> That's right. my superpower. I, I, just want, I just want to point out so, that Tim, Tim in the chat said this while I was, I was making jokes about people and poop emojis. He said that uh, people, people don't, uh, we tend to not give people enough credit. And I agree with him. I'm just, those are jokes. Those are just, I, if I can work in a poop emoji here or there, I, I'm all about it. <laughs> so anyway, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Go right ahead, sir. <laughs> I digress. But yeah, man, I, um, great topic, great show tonight. Um, thank you for letting me be part of that and kind of let, like, make you guys kind of think about things and like laugh, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it, it, I think again, right. What we, we, uh, sometimes we take things just way too seriously and I'll be honest. I'll be perfectly honest. When I was a younger man, I was that guy. I was a poopy pants, son of a bitch. Right. I was just like uh, always mad about things. And you know, like sometimes we have to be able to laugh at ourselves, you know, and, and it's okay to be wrong. And, uh, it's, uh, it, it kind of, uh, yeah. when you frame it that way and just understand that, you know, everybody else is kind of trying to live your same experience and get by just like you are. Uh, we're not, we're not so different, are we? Uh, really, right? A lot of themes of this show. That's a big yeah, one. You were a first time caller, are you not? Yeah, we're all, yeah, long time listener. I've listened for about two years now and, uh, I'm always listening. I'm like, man, that happened, like that happened to me or I totally believe this guy. <laughs> Gone, you know. Okay, don't and, don't believe me. Don't believe uh, me. Don't believe me. Remember, that's part of the rules of this show. You don't believe what I say. You have to double right. check and me- measure it against your own experience and think for yourself. <laughs> just saying, uh, just make sure. But yeah, I, I did notice yeah, your, it's so, a brand new phone number that I've seen. So I wanted to say thank you for calling tonight. But I'm not cutting you off. If you got more, go yeah. Right. No, um, thank you. Thanks, Mike. Um, I'm going to call in again though sometime because I like the way you do. Okay. I appreciate it. You said doing what you do. Is it Max or Matt? Matt. M-A-T-T. Matt. Matt from Oregon. Long time caller. Sorry. Long time listener. First time caller. I appreciate <laughs> you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling tonight. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. God bless you and the family. Right. Right. Thanks. Thanks, man. Thanks. There you go. There you go. Look at that. Right. We got a first time caller that did fantastic and uh, I didn't even act like an ass. How about that? How about that? Do I get the uh, not act like an ass? Yeah, the badge, the uh, the the merit badge. I don't know. Timothy, not Timothy. Uh, Gregory, are you out there? Do I get the merit badge of not acting like an ass to the first time caller? Anyway, if you guys want to be part of the show tonight, we are talking about animals and uh, their sixth sense, right? I got some other stuff we can talk about, which is cool. But uh, like like you know, and like we always talk about, I'd rather listen to you guys. I'd rather listen to what you guys have to say about this and uh, what's going on. So if you want to be part of the show tonight, we got about 20 minutes left and we're going to keep on trucking. We're going to keep on talking about animals and their sixth sense, right? Like uh, we were kind of talking about 
how the, uh, the, the when the tsunami was happening, uh, I think it was Thailand and there was another one in Indonesia in the last 20 years, which was a huge amount of like dead people. Like it was an unbelievable amount. Like the death toll was staggering. Like you go look at those numbers and it's it's probably well i'm not going to say the c word uh you know the 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 uh the pandemic i'm not going to say that but i think i think there's a lot of damn people that died in those tsunamis and so part of the reason i'm bringing it up is because the animals were said to have vacated they knew something was coming right they knew it was on the way so what was it you know like is there a is there something in the air is uh did they feel the tremor of the earthquake that was by the coast and here's the thing too the weird thing about that is let's say let's say you're a bird, right? How you know how long does a robin live, or you know just a standard like bird that you know that lives out there wherever wherever you know, twenty years, fifteen years, you know, something like that. I'm pretty sure these birds don't live to be a hundred years old, where they've seen multiple tsunamis in their life. But for some reason, you know, the animals that that kind of sensed whatever was about to happen, this tsunami, they all cleared out. They knew what was coming, right? And how how the hell do they know, right? Again, so it's like, you know, we're born, we learn new things, we go to school, we're educated by our parents, and, you know, we learn from life and all the rest of this, right? But then there's also this thing that's kind of built into our DNA to really ascertain and decide what's dangerous. And that's part of the problem, right? Is that, well, not part of the problem, I guess it's part of the solution, is that uh, many of these things, if we pay attention are built into us, like our, the spider sense, as it were, right? Kind of our, uh, that my spider sense is tingling, right? That sort of thing. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, here we are talking about it. Anyway, uh, rather hear from you than have me ramble on, but it's okay. I got some stuff to talk about. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Like we talked about tonight, Here's one. This is uh, the dogs. The dogs poop in alignment with the magnetic field, right? Which tells you uh, exactly what the hell's going on with dogs and how they actually, um, you know, they, they have these senses that we may or may not have. We may or may not have. Um, let's see. Thanks. Uh, uh, Matt says, thanks. I want to call all the time, but too nervous. Hey, I got you. Look, 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 look. What's up? Shout out to, uh, shout out to, uh, Supervike. Supervike told, he sent me a private message and he said, look, he's all, Mike, one of your strengths is you make the people that call feel comfortable. Hey, I didn't say it. Somebody else said it. What's up, Supervike? Listening to the show all the time. I appreciate it. He hasn't been here live in a little while, but he listens to the archives for sure. But uh, there you go. You call and uh, I got you. It's okay. You know, the thing about being nervous is you don't want to kind of like just start talking and then stop and not know what to say. But I'm here. I'm here for you. So if you, so you'll notice, notice it's like a social cue for me. If you're talking and you stop and pause, I'll try and jump in there because I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick you up, right? That's what I'm trying to do. But if you continue, I'm going to shut up because you just keep talking. It's fine. You see, but I'm trying to jump in there and save you, let you collect your thoughts. And you know, it's cool. I understand talking for three hours straight is not easy. It's been three years of me getting decent at it. I'm not still not good. I'm decent, right? But it's a lot of practice, I understand. But if you want to be part of the show, love to hear from you tonight, 702-957-1037. I got you. I will pick you up if you falter. It's part of the shtick. It's part of why we do us together, and this is all part of the thing. So here we go. Uh, Again, pbs.org reports this. The dogs poop in alignment with Earth's magnetic field, right? So, you know, poop emoji. We can go back to that because it was funny. But... Right then, he, we have this other one. We have the science news for students, and then it's not the only one. Uh, 
uh, we didn't even get into like spirit animals or familiar spirits tonight because the, the topic is so fantastic. Lots of people want to talk about this. That's good. Um, what's up? Let's see. Uh, what else do we got? We, Carlos, we got uh, Katie. We got uh, who else? Who else am I missing? Um, <laughs> I got the, the ass badge. Mike gets the ass badge. Maybe, maybe. Uh, let's see. Um, let's see. Uh, John says, I am judging you harshly because social norms are to trash, trash each other and not support each other. That's okay. That's all right. I, uh, I actually am okay getting trolled because guess what? <laughs> I have the hang up button and I've been doing this long enough that I can spot a troll a mile away. So it's all good. It's all good. I understand you're joking. I'm joking back at you. Um, Paz says, uh, well, I have a rock and radio voice. Well, get your ass on the phone, Paz. 702-957-1037. I'm putting the thing up. I'm going to talk about this. Now, look, we talked about this a little bit, a little while ago. This is from an, an article from April 4th, 2005, talking about this tsunami, right? A few days before the Asian tsunami several months ago, a person living in Thailand watched thousands upon thousands of ants. Even the ants knew a tsunami was coming. You understand? Thousands upon thousands of ants rush away from the beach into the forest. According to other accounts, elephants screamed and ran to higher ground as many as 10 days before disaster struck. 10 days, people. 10 days. Meaning they sensed an earthquake was building that was so massive it would be catastrophic to the area and they left they're like fuck this i'm out right but that's the point is that a sixth sense and here's the thing let's say an elephant lives what 40 years i think something like that somewhere in that range correct me if i'm wrong but how on god's green earth are they supposed to know if in their lifetime a tsunami has never happened you see it's built into the dna it's built into uh, something it's, it's part of this, uh, you know, nature magic that I call it. I realize it's a poor term, but you understand, right? We end up uh, kind of all together on this planet and end up really talking about, uh, some, some wacky stuff, some good stuff. Um, let's see, let's see, here we go. All right. What else do we got? So, uh, some people say that animals have a special kind of power for sensing the future. They call it a sixth sense. And this is straight from this article from, uh, I'll put it up so you can see what I'm reading. Um, they call it a sixth sense above and beyond the five senses we normally talk about taste, smell, touch, sight, and hearing. And that's where I'm reading. If you guys want to follow along the scientific evidence for an animal sixth sense, however, is slim says John Caprio. He's a neurobiologist at Louisiana state university in Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge. How am I saying it? I'm not from the South. Forgive me. He studies taste and smell in fish. If reports about animals escaping danger are actually true, Caprio says, the animals must be responding to real sensations rather than using some mysterious type of otherworldly perception. These aren't strange or paranormal events, he says. Over generations, animals have developed their senses in ways that allow them to detect sounds, smells, vibrations, or other sensations that people can't detect. Which, of course, is again, sure, fine. But how the hell... Do ants know to vacate when a tsunami is on the way, right? I think we have, we have some, uh, some pretty weird stuff here, and I think it's worth a conversation. Uh, th- thank you, Robert. That's a nice compliment. Um, you mean I could diarrhea of the mouth and talk about all kinds of nothing? It's still interesting. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a compliment anymore, the way I put it. Here we go. So a wide spectrum. This, this article says this. 
We use our senses to gather information all the time, from cafeteria smells that you uh, tell you it's almost lunchtime to, look, to the look of your teacher's face that says she's about to pop a quiz. But there's more to the world than meets the eye, nose, skin, ears, and tongue. Scientists have discovered a variety of unexpected ways that animals and even people sense the world around them. For one thing, there's a whole spectrum of light and sound that lies beyond what we normally see or hear. And that's exactly what... Uh, what uh, uh, Tim was saying earlier when he's called in, there's a there's an entire like uh, like light spectrum that we really can't even determine as people. And this was my argument against um, against uh, when I was a young man. And odd how some things kind of come full circle in some senses. But uh, my argument against uh, uh, you know the people people kind of uh, arguing about God and uh, the existence of God. Is uh, I said when I was like a twenty-year-old man that like, like, hey, look, we're just not qualified to make that call, you know? Like, like it's a, it's a, it, it's a question too big for people because, ex- and that's exactly the things I pointed out, like just, just the electro, uh, just the light spectrum, right? That we cannot perceive with human eyes, and and then and then the different frequencies we cannot hear with human ears, like there's literally a universe around us that's incredibly large, and we perceive so little of it. That we end up, uh, well, uh, making up, uh, making up some things, right? Filling in some gaps, and anyway, et cetera, so on. So anyway, what's up? The Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. Doo, 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 doo. All right, let's see. Uh, what do we got? We got a. Uh, we got. Let's see. How much time we got left? We got a few minutes left. Let's go one more time. Beachwood, you are. What's up, my friend? Real quick, Beachwood, you're on the show with Mike. Go right ahead, sir. All right, man. I hated to do this so many times, but the last the last pitch I had was, was for the show, and I forgot to mention what I was going to say when I called earlier. But, you know, for anybody that listens to the show, number one, if you want to make fun of me, go ahead. I don't care. Like, that's what I'm here for. I, I don't care. I'm open to anything. So good, don't man. be embarrassed to call. Like, if if... Just say anything. I'll back you up. If anybody makes fun of you, I'll come on and back you up. Whatever you, you believe, I'm down for it. Just <laughs> call. You there you go. You got you got me and, then, and Beachwood backing you up. Th- thank you. Thank you. So Continue, that's, sir. that's the first pitch. And then the last thing I wanted to say, if anybody, if anybody at all owns animals, please do not take your anger out on your animal. If you own a dog... Please never fight dogs. You know, people that do dog fighting, anything, please, like, never do that, please. That's all I ask of anybody. A dog or a cat, an animal that you're bonded to will literally die for you. So do not abuse that privilege. And you can make those bonds. You don't have to like animals. But if you do, that's how much an animal will love you. An animal will actually die for you. And that's and true. It, it, and then, and that's all I ask. There you go. And I agree with that's you. That's the only thing I wanted to pitch was I, to, to call the show and be friendly to your uh, fellow animal. And I go. know I eat meat too, but that's another that's another bridge, another <laughs> as you say, another can of worms. Another can of worms. We'll talk Bye. about that next time. Beachwood, you're the best. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for the call. All right, there you all go. Right. There you go. See. Beachwood says, "Don't be, don't be scared to call. It's okay, guys. 
Uh, so just speak your mind. That, that's again, like I said, think of it this way. Uh, we had we had that uh, Matt from uh, from Morgan, a great first time caller. Lots of calls tonight. Uh, the, as people start to get comfortable calling, you understand. I'm not here to troll you. I'm not here to make you look like a fool. That that's not what this is about. This is about having a conversation, and respecting each other. It's uh, as this grows and we get a lot more people, it's going to be. Uh, it just becomes a more interesting conversation, right? What's up, Tam, Tam Bam? How you doing? Thanks for being here tonight, South Africa in the house. Thanks for showing up. Um, uh, John wants to know, can we fight our children? <laughs> I guess it depends on how big they are. Are they a threat? <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right, don't fight your children. Don't fight your animals. Tamron says, people who hurt animals should be punished the same way as people who hurt humans. And yeah, uh, there's, a, there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of truth in that statement. So all right, so as, as we wind this up, we got just a few minutes left. The thing is this, right? We're, we're talking about, uh, so I had all this stuff prepared. Check this out. I'm going to just buzz through this. I'll, I'll put these links up. Now, this is the best part about this show is we start it with a particular thing in mind, right? I have, I have like kind of a, a loose outline, but I don't know where, where we're going to go because sometimes we get phone calls that take us to uh, different places, right? And so whatever the arc in my mind happened to be, it, it doesn't end up happening because of the phone calls. And that to me is the beauty of this show because we really kind of never know what we're going to get. I start with like kind of, a, kind of a loose idea and I talk and I talk and talk until the phones come in. And then the phone calls come in and then it turns it into whatever it is. And so I have to be prepared in case nobody calls. So I have, I always have like, we used to say in the old days, like uh, Frank and I would say, you know, 25 or 30 or 40% of the stuff we prepare ends up on the cutting room floor. We never even talk about it. It's more than that now. Like I, I've prepared, here you go. I want to just, uh, just watch these links real quick. I'm going to just buzz through these if you're watching the stream. Here's all the stuff I prepared tonight to talk about because, well, you know, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things, right? We're going to get into uh, familiar spirits and, uh, and, you know, this type of stuff, the, you know, witch familiars and uh, whether they're demons or guardian spirits, guardian angels, right? Uh, tons of stuff. Like, uh, actually, all this stuff. Can dogs see ghosts? There's a ton of stuff here, right? Tons and tons and tons of stuff. I know it's all loading fast, but... Bing, 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 bing. There's, there's a lot of things to talk about, and it's okay. My point is I'd rather take this where we take this, where this conversation goes. And if I had this big arc planned and we never get there, it's okay. We'll peel off a piece of it, and we'll talk about it another time. But the point is that this show is about us, right? This show's about us getting together and talking about these things. And I'm glad. I'm glad that we get just a little ways in and then everybody starts calling and giving us their takes. That's, that's what this is about. And uh, like I said, I can't thank all of you enough for listening tonight. I can't thank all of you enough for being part of this and calling in and doing all the things. Like I said, please, if you want to help the show, you, you guys, there's a, there's a thousand ways you can do it. Whatever podcast platform you're listening on, go leave us a review. Spread the word. Just tell somebody. That's, it's as simple as that. Old school style, right? Like uh, just spread the word. Just say, hey, look. This is a place you can come talk about all these crazy things that nobody wants to talk about and nobody thinks you're insane. You see? I mean, to me, there's a huge amount of value in that. You're not crazy uh, for thinking these things. You're just not. And uh, that's what the, uh, there you go. That's one of the underlying themes of this show and what we always talk about. So there it is. There it is. Yeah. Robert says one day Frank will call into the show. He's threatened actually. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, good stuff. Let's see. Um, what do we got? What do we got? Uh, Pat says, I'm a carnivore. Uh, what's up? Uh, John says, I did 20 pigs in one afternoon. So much work, it was overwhelming. Seems like you need a team there, bro. You need a team. Uh, what's up, Sherry? Good stuff. Uh, 
Tam says, let me just clarify. There's a difference between survival and nutrition or protein and essential fatty acids. One gets for meat, then killing and hurting animals out of anger or fun. Yes. That, right, exactly. There's survival and there's not. And uh, again, that's a whole different conversation, which uh, I'm not sure we're going to get into sometime. I don't know. It's uh, I think that's probably something for Fox News, to be perfectly honest. But it's it's a valid statement. I just mean that I think if we get into that, it's so divisive. Um, you know, people that are kind of entrenched in their you know, their diets, uh, it ends up people fighting with each other. So as you know, like, I think it's worth talking about in many cases, but we don't talk about things that are going to be so divisive like that. So, but, but I understand you're, you're completely right, Tam. Thank you so much for listening guys. We're done. It's 10 PM. All right. Let's say, <laughs> well, you let Frank out Now Frank's not in a cage guys. <laughs> Frank is not in a cage. <laughs> Frank is Frank is fine. Frank is fine. Uh, uh, there you go. Tim says, if you get hungry enough, your humanity will leave quickly. A uh, quick story. I was in a, I was in a gr- local grocery store and <laughs> I, was, uh, I was there with uh, Mrs. Strange and we were just picking some stuff and, you know, this was actually COVID time a little bit, kind of around just after the, uh, the panic buy situation. And so we're, we're in uh, we're in this particular grocery store and there's a dude there stocking vegetables, right? He's in the vegetable aisle. He's stocking like, I don't know, the lettuce or something. And, uh, he, he, he just like, this guy is like, you know, how some people just want to talk to you, you know, it's just weird. They like, you know, they just, they just want to talk, you know? And so we're like, we're there shopping and this guy's like working and working stock in the aisle. And he's just like, Hey, you know, da, 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 blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Right. And we're just talking about groceries and things. And then he's like, uh, you know, dumb stuff. And then he's like, uh, he, he says, he says, if people get hungry enough, they'll eat anything. Right. Cause it was kind of like post COVID, you know, emergency shopping and shit like this. And so it was like, uh, what? <laughs> like that, like he kind of like slowed it down. He's like, just like what Tim said, what Tim said right there. If you get hungry enough, your humanity will leave quickly. <laughs> that's not what this guy said, but that's kind of what he meant. And so yeah, of course it had turned really dark, really fast. And the, the supermarket employee was like, yeah, yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, like that, uh, that, uh, you know, the, what was it? That was the, I can't remember. They were coming over, they were coming over the path, the Oregon pass and they ended up beating each other. Anyway, we didn't mean to go that dark, but it went that dark in the grocery store with it, with the employee. I was like, Holy shit. Were you talking about cannibalism in the, in the vegetable aisle? <laughs> what the fuck is this? It was pretty crazy. Anyway, uh, just a quick funny story that kind of adds to the, what Tim said there. You guys are the best and we're done. <laughs> there you go, Rachel. And on that night, y'all, thanks for hanging out with us. I appreciate it a lot. Here we go. We're going to play this uh, outro just like this, and we're done. You guys want to be part of the show? You know what to do. Let me know. Join the Discord, please. If you want to be, uh, you, you, you have a suggestion for a show, love to hear it. Probably going to talk about George Knapp. He released some uh, new UFO stuff tomorrow we'll talk about. Otherwise, if you have an idea of something else and you want to talk about that, let me know. Again, like I said, I'm open to this stuff. The hardest part is not doing the show. The hardest part is thinking about what to talk about. And uh, for that, we have each other. We have you. It's a big advantage. The shows tonight, the first one was inspired by the Night Stalker on Discord. The second one was inspired by Alexandra on Discord. What's happening tomorrow night, guys? Get on the Discord. Sling me some links and promise you'll, you'll call in. That's all I want. I just want some uh, 
somebody to say, hey, talk about this. I'd love to talk about it with you. And that's what we do. I appreciate it. Again, Troubled Minds, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you want to help out, tell a friend. Come listen. Spread the word. Download the podcast. Do all the things. We're all over the damn place. The Donner Party. That's it. Thank you, Robert. That's the one I was trying to think of. It escaped my mind because, well, after three hours of rambling on, (laughs) many things escaped my mind. Anyway, you guys are the best. Thank you again, Robert, for sending me these books. I'm going to read this stuff. Good stuff. And uh, the rest of you guys, thanks for being part of this. And you, Robert. I'll include you. I'll include you, Robert. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for being part of this. Tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Pacific, more Troubled Minds. Ash is out of town. He went to Jupiter this weekend. So that's why I know Ash tonight. He should be back next week on Wednesday. But tomorrow, it'll be us again. Fringe FM, 7 p.m., and we'll be back doing three hours, two hours on Fringe, one hour with us, one hour singular with us. Let's roll. Let's do it. Get to the chopper. What are you waiting for? As we finish, you guys know the drill. What's up, Darius? What's up, David? I see you there. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Matt. This is the thing. Take care of yourself so you can take care of others. Be sure, be strong, be true. Don't be gaslighted by the Marxist. No, don't do it. (laughs) Don't do it. Don't do it. Thanks for hanging out. From our troubled minds to yours, thanks for listening. Have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks, Diane. Thanks, Robert. Thanks, Matt. Thanks, David. Thanks, NS. Copper Mustache. Katie. Peace out. You guys are the best. We'll see you tomorrow night. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you, Larry. There you go. There you go. Larry's awful quiet these days. Thank you, Tim. See you guys tomorrow night. We've got uh, 20 seconds of music left, so I'll just... uh, See who else. Cheers. Diane. Good night, guys. Peace. Peace and love in the Middle East. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.